Mm-hmm. There's nothing good about all that, no. I, what I just talked about. It was terrible to watch for the people that love me, for yeah. all the politicians, all the restaurant people, all the great customers, all the friends, yeah. all the people at high school that said, hey, man, you're out of there, bro. Yeah. That was tough. you got to come out of that evil. And we all choose that path where, hey, now I've got this association with something greater than myself. And we forget that there's somebody that's mad about that that's still in the evil, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a power, too. Welcome to the Dirtbag Chronicles. My name is Brian, and I'm your host. We have Jason on the show today. Say hello. Hey, what's up, man? Jason with a felony. How y'all doing? God bless you. That's awesome, man. I'm excited about this episode. I love it that you're from my hometown. Right. You grew up here. We kind of know a little bit of the same people, mm-hmm. and your your uh, presence on social media is incredible, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it really attracted me, and I was like, dude, I got to reach out to this guy. You know, I actually reached out to you months ago uh, when I first started doing this. And my message never got read. So, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just kept shooting my shot. And uh, finally, I got you on the show, bro. Thanks for thanks for making me feel like a complete dirtbag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all are, you know. You're welcome. <laughs> so if he doesn't read your message, it's probably because he's just ignoring it, yeah, not because it. he didn't see it. That's it. it. <laughs> that's it. Well, my, my uh, apologies. You're all right, man. Uh, well, what I want to do uh, is I want to kind of – have you tell your story, man, because I feel like you've got a real powerful story. You know right. what I'm saying? There's going to be a lot of people that can relate with that. But, uh, you know, the beginning of the show, what I want to do is I want to kind of paint that picture of that dirtbag lifestyle. Right. right. Uh, and then that way we can we can show what you came from and who you are today and 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 share that message of hope with all with the other people that are listening. I think it's I think it's prudent to have a little message of hope. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I was mean, just talking about it earlier. I mean, uh, you know, I wouldn't change nothing. Well, hell, uh, if we're not going to change it, it better be for something, right? Right. And and, uh, and I, there's a lot of people out there right now uh, that are probably wondering, here's the disclaimer, this is for educational purposes only. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> if you want to read my record, uh, they got it They got it on there. It's uh, Arkansas. What is Court it? Connect. Court Connect. Yes. Yeah. Jason Scott Davis. That would be it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been a blessing to be here, man. Sorry I missed your message. I didn't know he was going to hit me with that. No, low blow. Good. Low blow. Uh, yeah, yeah. Big hearted. Yeah, uh, little PP. That's me. Uh, <laughs> big truck. <laughs> big truck. <laughs> yeah, bigger boat. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's good to be here, man. God bless you, man. Thank you for this. Uh, man, here's the deal with all this, uh, all this good stuff. And, you know, uh, first and foremost, it's a miracle. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. And Come if on. you ain't into miracles, uh, and if you're suffering right now, you know, if you're like me, man, I'm just a guy that, that was not against uh, recycling needles. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. You know, bleach and water. And, uh, and let's shoot up again. And yeah. I think that was the downfall of me was when I lost the ability to inject. I'd ran out of places to stick it. And then I realized where I was at because I was conquered. Mm. You know, and, and and so for three years after that, I tried to use. And, man, it was just demoralization, you know. Mm-hmm. And so and I'm trying not to steal the, the show or whatever. But, you know, to paint the picture, man, you would really have to. You know, uh, if Helen Keller was a known artist, you know, that would have been my artwork. 
Because I never could see it. I never could hear it. I was just lost, right? And I would, you know, and I'm like you and my family, uh, fluent people, Silver Spoon, huge restaurant. Mm-hmm. Go, good looking, muscled up dude. Uh, you know, uh, sold a lot of yayo. Wasn't into it. You know, it made me paranoid. You know, mm-hmm. you know, and then finally some guy come along with some dope. Did some dope. Third time I ever did it. Went to the emergency room like this. Told me, said, hey, I'm dying. Hey, send me stage job for late. And I said, no. I said, if I take my, I said, how fast I do that? I said, if I do that, I'll, I'll, I'll die. I said, I said, get them paddles. <laughs> <laughs> and I were holding them. You know, here I am, 240 yeah. pounds, muscled up. They were holding them like, okay, you ready? And I was like, I die. All right. And so, <laughs> Thank God for that one at St. Joe's and poor people. And uh, <laughs> it's no joke that I did that. And then they gave me a shot and it counteracted. And that's when I seen, you ever heard about the 100, you know, Jehovah's had 144,000 faith, right? Yeah. I heard them singing that night. They looked over me, a guy named, uh, I would leave the names out, but he knows it. Uh, first name, Chalem. How about that? He said, you okay? I said, you see that? And about that time, the light was on top of Lakeside Baptist Church. And I can hear him all going, oh, <laughs> man. Yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> Dude, it, crazy. it's funny because yeah, I can cra- relate. You crazy know? stuff, man. Yeah. It was so bad that I think I made love. My mom had this cousin who was an artist, and she had pan painted this picture, and I had it. It was my first little house. I, My dad and me had tore nails out of an old house, and we built this house right there down by Boss Hogs. Mm-hmm. Still there, no one-bedroom house. And I think I made love to that picture somehow, and she turned out to be aliens. And then I seen aliens, but no one else could see them. And that got frustrated, right? I was mad. So I went up to Lakeside Bob Market, used to be there. And I went there and talked to them. I said, y'all can't see these aliens? And they're whooping me because I was telling them, right? So I go to the flower aisle. I said, you're going to see them. And I took that flower, man. Big bang, boom, over my knee. I stood in there thinking it would cover me all the way to see them. And I remember that guy was running at me. He saw motion. He's going, yeah. And I just grabbed him and put him on that cashier's deal. And I swear, Lord, when I set him down, I see him in real nice. I said, price check, please. He <laughs> <laughs> walked out the door. Went on to my mom's. One of my mom, my mom cut hair down there on Carpenter Dam. But you know how you won't believe this. She's like, you got to go. And so my dad was building a house down on uh, Catherine Heights duplex. They're still there. I go down there. The whole the siding crew. Uh, landscape crew, when they see me coming, they took off running for the woods. <laughs> my dad's like, what the hell's going on? It's like, they're here. He said, go to the house. And my dad, my dad was a, I don't know if you call it function, I'll call it. My dad drank every day of his life at 5 p.m. And that day he went and got him a bottle at 1030, half a gallon of charter, brand new with a barrel bag. He come to my house and he sat down. They took that bottle. He poured him a drink, looked at me, he said, well, he said, I'm going to stay here till I see him too. And that's what kind of guy he was. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. It really broke his that's heart. That's incredible. Broke his heart. Yeah. And, uh, and so I checked myself in the mental institution thinking I was crazy. You know, I wasn't crazy. Wow. Uh, and uh, I had some type of weird reaction to the, the you know, I, we're talking about, I hadn't even, I'd been to sleep. When I just say my day, I just got real high. It was probably dirty dope, wasn't real dope. Yeah. And then. 
uh, you know, they hit me with a massive amount of downers, slow my heart down. Oh, wow. And I went off in paradox, you know. I, so about three days later, I was cons- I was convinced that there was no aliens, you know, and I was locked up in that mental institution I put myself into. I was down there. You remember when Banging in a Rock came out? Yeah. All right, Bobby Brown, what was yeah. that? His girlfriend was in there with me. Oh, wow. She's like, yeah, Bobby, Bobby. And he's calling. You know, he's I'm like, no. and I'm like, it's crazy, man. And then they won't let me out. And then finally they let me out. I come home. And that's when I went back to fight with Lafayette. I went to fight with Lafayette. I fought, uh, fought Lafayette on Lafayette's team for three years. Fought here. Fought Nationals. Fought Dominique Gwynn. That was the end of my career. I fought Dominique. I, sparred, I fought Dominique in the streets a few times. Did all right with him. If you're watching this, you know, fool. Uh, you know, and then, <laughs> shout, <laughs> out. <laughs> shout out to you. Yeah, then, but then, but I'll never forget. I went to boxing practice, man. He was eating. He was sitting there. He's such an asshole sometimes. You know, and he's sitting there, and, he, and he'd been boxing all his life, right? And I'm, you know, I'm 22 years old, and he's eating chicken. We're going to spa today. <laughs> I guess and he, it looked like a gunship, man. When they shoot them guns, doosh, that's how it felt. Doosh, doosh. <laughs> you know, broke my will. So I didn't fight after that, man. I thought, well, but I sparred a lot of people. You yeah. Yeah. So you did boxing? Oh yeah, kickboxing. They okay. didn't have it. They, you know, back in them days, MMA was uh, it was um, you know you had to go get the tape, right? You know, they're breaking right. people's arms and stuff, and everybody was like, oh, it's too gruesome. You know, yeah. Dana hadn't bought it yet. Yeah. You know, and then uh, and so we did kickboxing. I fought John Munns. John, me and John are good friends. John got frustrated, bit me on a titty in a match here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, titty bite. I'm serious. That's old Mark. Oh, yeah. yeah. He might not be queer, but he sure looked like one. <laughs> Scratch that one. Don't block us on that one. <laughs> John's cop now. He does well. Good dude. Uh, you know, man, and then uh, everybody's in this area knows about the restaurant incident. They think that, uh, you know, I was in there yeah. uh, cutting up this massive amount of cocaine. And, uh, and we had – and. We had come locally, purchased some cocaine. When I went in to get the cocaine, uh, the guy had a bushel basket of cocaine, all rocked up in ounces. And I play video games, and uh, they bumped the deal. And it, when it was all one, and it rolled off on the floor. I picked it up, put it back in. He's like, "Hey, take." And I was like, "No, I just need an eight ball, man." We get it. Got one ounce, hauled ass, and then uh, we're in my restaurant office 15 minutes later and I got a cleaver I'm cutting this cocaine up and there's knock on the door and the guy that was in there it was me and the girl seeing the guy that she invited I knew that still this day's good dude uh, they all, and so they he had brought a guy with him we didn't know and he thought it was him at the door so he opens the door and it's the police Shit. later on testimony it says that someone called them I don't know there was a lot of hang up about that blah 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 you know first and foremost I think that how you answer the riddle of why I had to be that way listen this didn't happen to me this happened for me yeah yeah come on yeah Yeah. and so and so you know made the paper there you know did all that I ended up being an idiot uh you know, and signing a statement that said it was my dope, thinking it was the right thing to do. I don't mm. know if it was an idiot. It was the right thing to do. It was my dope. Right. Yeah. In process in lieu of thinking, they told me they would let the other two people go. That was the deal. And so I said, cool. I, I signed it. They called me a month later, want me to go to work. I told them no. You can look back at the records. That happened on Memorial Day weekend. You look up the center record. 
It's supposed to be Memorial Day weekend. One month later, it goes in the paper. Why is that? Because I told them no. As soon as I told them no, they published it, run with it, did what they do, right? God bless them. Still support the blue, you know, even yeah. assholes, you know, but we yeah. need them. And, uh, and so they come with a class Y felony, 1040 life or an ounce of dope. And, uh, and I said, okay. What year was this? It's 99. 90, 90, I went down to 99. This is like 98. Okay. okay. And uh, do all that. Uh, would not stop. Daddy bought me a brand new truck. I'm not running the restaurant. I mean, I got the restaurant going. Mom and dad are up there, you know, putting Band-Aids on it. It's going crazy. People are yeah. lining out the door. Yeah. They loving some Jasons, right? Yeah. And, uh, and hell, if anything, you know, if anything, the story probably helped it, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. let's, go, let's go see this, you know. This yeah. is a modern life, you know, gangster. He's in there cutting cocaine <laughs> with swords. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. And, uh, and so— uh, <laughs> I mean, that's how it was. People thought that, you know, they, you know and, and occasionally it was weird. We'd be out in the public. I was still partying, right? I didn't slow down at all, man, or amped it up. And, uh, you know, but that's when I went to speed, finally found what I was looking for. Yeah. But I did not, I didn't know no dope cooks in. All right. That kept me, kind of kept me preserved, right? Yeah. You know, yeah, I'd heard, I'd heard of some of the people that uh, we talked about earlier. Yeah. You know, they're living icons and, you know, like, they're, they're dirty people, you know, you know yeah. mess with them people, you know, but I couldn't find them. Excuse me. And so, but I had come across a few, I'd you know, that were put me in that scenario. I didn't know what they were doing though. I still smelt weird, you know. Cool. I was like, was that how you make dope? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Charcoal and gun blend and, yeah, yeah. and a cooler. I don't know the recipe, but yeah, yeah, I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so uh, they uh we went to Little Rock one night for the Motley Crew concert. We drove up there, man, and uh I had a I had a an ounce or half an ounce in a Tylenol bottle. And uh, and we went to concert, had a good time, everybody left out. They parked up, we parked underneath all the bridges over on the river. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget, a buddy of mine looked at me, he said, hey, man, do you got some stuff? I said, yeah. And we, I just whooped out, you know, stored that. And I got in that truck with the two girls, forgot I had a pistol. Forgot I had a big old bag of dildos. Forgot I had all this crazy crap in my car. Got in that truck, went down the, right where you go to get on, 6.30 in there. There's lines full of cops. I just pull a big old donut. Ah! <laughs> Drive on off, man. That yeah. girl looked at me. She said, uh, you going to pull over? I said, what do you mean? I looked up. There's three cop cars by me. So I pulled over, and when the guy pulls up and knocks on the window, I had two licenses, okay, in four pieces. I had a front and a back and a front and a back. And I was saying all four of them to him. And I had the cash till. From the restaurant, thousands, like an idiot. The checks, people's personal checks, they pay me. Oh, man. I mean, and again, says, you got to step out of the car. And I had that pill bottle, okay? And I had lost so much weight that when I stuck it in my pants, I had shorts on, it just went through my shorts, hit the ground. He never saw it. Oh my God! He said, "I'm gonna arrest you for DWI." I said, "Please, <laughs> <laughs> beg it." Man, oh no! So I'm like, "Take me, man! I'm yeah. drunk." <laughs> yeah, drunk as hell. Yeah, no big deal. He's fixing to load the car up. The two girls are watching this. One of them's gonna watch this. She knows what I'm talking about. She's sitting there. All they got to do is get in the truck and drive off. They won't do it. And so I'm sitting in the back of the car watching it. Right. And finally, there's enough officers there. That one of them sees that pill bottle. And when he opens it up, it's you know, it's showtime. 
take me to jail. I'll never forget that guy. I come back here. It was over in Little Rock Band. They put you in one little cell. He knocked, he knocked on. He said, he opened it up. He said, you don't talk? I said, to the aliens. <laughs> 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 Click, you know. And that was the week before uh, Paul Bassan was the prosecutor. And uh, Paul Bassan was running operations serious, okay? Mm-hmm. And I had done got three. I had Hubert Alexander, Q. Byron Hurst. Uh, they hired a Stuart Vestal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Bassam had finally come off and offered, was going to offer me probation, right? And uh, and I got another charge. And they brought that cop down there. And he was such a good dude. He, he was like a, you know, he was just a, just officer of law, man. You know, heavy set, uh, yeah. you know. But you know, he's just doing. He was just a public servant. You know, the guy that pulled me over. You know, and and uh, and they got him on that stand, and I asked him, "Well, what did you find in his truck?" And he was such a good dude. He said, "Well, we found a pistol, and it was a it was a suppression unit because we didn't think that you could see the pill bottle on the camera, and you could see it. You could see it fall out of my pants. Oh wow! And uh and uh and he said uh. Well, that judge, attorney, gagged him on. He said, what else did you find? He said, well, you know. He said, he called him by name. I can't remember his name. And he turned red. My mom and dad and everybody's in there. He said, well, we found a whole bunch of dildos about this big. (laughs) 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 I swear to God, man. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't want to say it. He was like, man, this is too much. (laughs) Send you to prison. He had all them dildos, yo. It's all signed, man, for two class Y felonies, uh, ran concurrent. There was 12 years peace. They didn't want me to have a chance of anything outside of a pardon. Okay. Yeah. I didn't realize how bad I was, man. Yeah. Okay, let's get real. Did we ever though? No, I was perfect. You yeah. know, I was just, you yeah. know, I was just partying, you know. And yeah. go down there, uh, to uh the penitentiary Cummins, uh, do that, go three oh nine to Dallas County, make a hell of a friend. His name's Donnie Ford. He's sheriff's Dallas County. Great, great, great legend dude, great dude. Okay. Uh, really stuck stuck up a friendship, and he would go to bat for me, man. Until finally, I wore him out. You know, uh, uh, funny story, man. I called him one time. So, uh, I had done uh, so, so. Get out of prison. Come back. Uh, while I'm in Dallas County, my mom and dad could bring me the paperwork from the restaurant. I was running their kitchen, mm-hmm. right? And on the weekend, on the weeks, I would run the kitchen at, at the jail. And we go to Walmart, do whatever, you know, 309 program. Yeah. And uh, I would run the books. And so we were running about, at that time, they were doing about 800-something thousand, all on paper tickets. So I'd go through the tickets, factor food costs, all that shit. And when I got out, I was good for like a year and a half. And we went from 800000 to $1.1 million annual, okay, in sales, all right? And so I was really doing good. And, and I told my mom and dad, uh, you know, man— uh, I'm going to take my mom to see Celine Dion. And so we flew out to Vegas, see Celine Dion with my, this girl I was seeing at the time. God bless her heart. Her brother came up missing later on in life. Bad deal. Um, overdope. And uh, and so I, we were walking. I had a suit on. Bowed the fuck up, right? Uh, this is right after me running into Aaron Lewis. I don't know if you've seen it on Facebook. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, pick up Aaron Lewis. Stupid shit. <laughs> and so... Uh, and the pilot goes, ask my mom, is that your son? 
And she said, yes. And he said, he said, man, he is really big. And I remember my ego. Yeah. Stoked. And what he was saying was his head's so big, it's fixing to fall off. And when I flew in from Vegas to Hot Springs, uh, I hooked up with some little girl that worked for Q Hearst. Mm-hmm. We did some dope. It was the right recipe this time. And it just went downhill. And because I had been in prison, I had met some people, people I've seen today. Yeah. And I had learned how to cook dope yeah. in my head. You know, right? Yeah. Did the same thing. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. so when it come out in front of me, man, I just it was like boom, 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 yeah. you know. And so I was the fastest dope cook in the world. Yeah, I, I schooled this guy. I mean, there was no reason to have this dude go for it. This dude knew. And then I went on to a whole new tangent where, like, I created a new way to Midwest and yeah, all this stuff, man. We cry on. And so I spent the next that was in two thousand two, two thousand four, for two thousand four to where we're at today, uh, twenty four. I got clean. When, uh, the last time I the last time I went to jail, I'd had enough, and that was in uh, April of twenty one. No, it was May twenty one, twenty. No, it was May twenty twenty one. So it was about to be three years in May, and so okay. in between there, went back to prison. You know, couldn't have you know went back outrun the police. You yeah, know, simple deal, man. Uh, you know, pull up at the at the. <laughs> it, it's it's just insane, you know, and so so. Uh, Pull up at the Family Dollar, had to pay a guy for legitimate work, and yeah. I had cooked some dope. He had it was his dope though, wasn't mine. Yeah. Cop pulls up. He was in a stolen vehicle. And the neighbors had called the law on him. I'm building this big house on the lake, man. You know, you know, and and going to live there. And they called the law, and a cop seen him. And he pulled up in there, and he, he got out of the car. And he said, "Who owns this car?" And he said, "I do." And he put cuffs on. Him. He went back to get his cuffs for me. I punched that thing, you know, let yeah. on out, you know, and it went and snuck in somebody's house. They drove me out. All right. And so what he did was, though, while the cop was getting the cuffs, he threw that pill bottle out I'd given him with my name. They charged me that. Oh, shit. Next time we're sitting in front of the house, <clears throat> neighbors call law. They think we're fighting. Girls in a car. She don't get out of the car. She puts all the drugs in her seat. Sorry. End up under the seat. They give me the charge. I'm mean, We're nowhere around it. Okay. Third time. Uh, they show up for a residential burglar charge, and the cop was actually screwing my baby's mama. And I had went down there. I'm paying for the house, and I'd opened the door basically, and they charged me residential burglary. It was one of those deals, right? Oh my god! He later got in trouble for prostitution. Okay, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I sure and we do. were good friends at one time. Serious, did a lot of stuff together. Yeah. But he got sideways on the girl. You know, then later he came out to get out of prison, went to work for me, and he actually tried to help me. And if you listen to this, uh, you know you are. God bless you. I appreciate it. I was too lost, okay? Uh, and so the fourth time, this is five weeks, four bust, each time two or 3,000 bail. So I'm 15,000 in, okay? My attorney's just going like, you know, they pull me over and they catch me with uh, two, two grams of dope and about 15 Roxies. And I look at that cop. And it's Felix. He's yeah. like, and I've got it. He's, I've got the car running. I am thinking, and I've known Felix all my life. Okay, Felix says, "You gonna shut that car off?" I'm thinking I'm gonna run. I said, "No." And so they they go through the car and they don't find it. And the dog keys on the seat. And he says, "Look, they're gonna search me." He said, "We're gonna search you one more time, Jason." And if we don't find it, you can go home. <laughs> Once again, I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> and I can't remember Josh's name. Uh, big cop. He picks me up and he literally shakes me. And that dope hit the ground. He said, Why didn't you tell me? I said, Why would I? 
And he puts me in a bad car, and I told him, I said, thank God it's over. Oh, yeah. Thank God it is over. And I beat on the deal. I said, hey, come turn this air conditioner on, because I was going through the, you know. And he threw away them pills. He did that. And I went down on two grams of dope. But the prosecutor and the head of the DTF I went to school with. Yokes. And and uh, well, well, Chris, I went to school with Chris, and Chris was a bully. And Chris tore my pants off of me, and he had to buy me a new pair of pants when I was a kid, and he's still mad about it, right? <laughs> and so, and so, uh, and uh, and and he's, I mean, near Miss Smith, but so they yeah. gave, they told me, they said, look, you're probably going to beat a couple of these charges. Yeah. But you're not going to beat this one. And here's how this is going to work out. We're going to go to jury trial on this. We're not going to offer you a plea. Or you can take the plea. So the second time I went down, I got 54 years. I got two 15s and two 12s. I got 12 years for fleeing. The second yeah. time down, they made me habitual. Yeah. They don't play with that fleeing in oh, the vehicle. Oh, uh, no, especially dude was holding his gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See you, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and later on, man, we run into each other at church. He's a state trooper. Uh, I think he may retire now. We're friends, and that's weird how yeah. it works out. But, yeah. You know, and he told me, I'll never forget it, because I had to go get my car. And I went with Skytap. This is when he was a lawyer. Uh-huh. And he said, well, tell him what happened. And I told him, I said, I seen that gun. I hauled ass. What else are you going to do? I wasn't doing nothing wrong. And they, they, he said, turn around. He locked me up. And he, we were sitting there. He liked me for some reason. I don't know why. He, you know, he seemed good in me. He said, man, I'm sorry I got to do this, but I got to write all these tickets. And I said, you didn't see him. He said, I know. They'll throw these out. But he wrote me 17 tickets on that deal. And they threw away all 17 sides of dope charge. And they knew it wasn't mine, you know. They knew I'd made it. Yeah. Uh and so I go down on that and uh, do that to go back to the same routine. Michelle had made it where I couldn't do no programs. And Donnie got wind of it. Mm. And Michelle came off of it. And I went back to Dallas County 309. Okay. I done, you know, I done told everybody, I done stood up at SATP, told the council, I said, hey man, you're not gonna tell me shit. I didn't kill my drug dealer for a hit. You yeah. did. Yeah. I don't we're not on the same level. Yeah. Okay. You're doing I mean. Yeah, I mean, I know. I mean, <laughs> let's get real. I mean, I, you know, and so they threw me out of SATP and all this, and end up Malvern. I go to Dallas County three hundred nine, and they take the program, and then I go to Howard County, finish up Howard County, and there was crazy crap going on in Howard County. Uh, they had robbed all the evidence out of the the in Howard County. Here's the county jail. Here's the city jail. Lord, please don't let me go to prison. <laughs> And so they had robbed. This they is had, for educational purposes Educational purposes, purposes only. only. This is all bullshit. Yeah. Right? So, so <laughs> they had pulled this building up, the longest storage building in the world, man, behind the city police. And uh, my good friend down there, uh, Brad Davis, he's not, he died there in his addiction. He did. Uh, God bless his heart. I'll never forget Miss Lois called me. The kitchen manager said, Brad's dead. And I thought, but uh, he wouldn't go back. He ran to jail. Okay, Look, he'd be, he was he was doing a twenty year sentence. He had to do fifty percent manufacturing. He was raised by the guy that was a detective there, Larry. Oh wow! And he'd send him to jail, and he stayed there, and he was acting right. Brad was a, Brad was a good dude, man. He just was, you know, that was, disease got him on it, and so yeah. But they had pulled this building up, and they told all these convicts go over and empty out that city hall, that city police station. He said, well, Peepaw was the guy that was staying with me. I went through the circuit with him. He was cabinet maker. And he, he was fixed to go home in four or five months. They were going to get some cabinets, you know, which is a fair deal. You know, that's yeah. what we do. We, you know, trade skills for a little less. We can wear a T-shirt, go to Walmart. Yeah. 
Yeah. And they went in there and unloaded that whole office. And one part of the office happened to be the evidence room. And so when I came home, I came home with something. Okay. And I'll never forget it. My mama picked me up at the gate. I walked out of it, got in the car with it. We came home. We celebrated, had a couple glasses of wine. I told myself I wasn't going to do any. Went there and started smoking some of that stuff. Next day, I got drug tested, and that's the only time I ever tested positive, I think, in parole. And I've been on, when it's all said and done, I've been on active supervision for 27 years. And it hurt me. And so I come home, I flushed that dope. Let me tell you how powerful this is. And it was flushed. Okay, I won't go on how much it was. It was yeah. a lot. And, uh, and that was in the morning. I thought, I'm done. And that evening, I called a drug dealer. And that evening, I called Brad and told him I need some more. He said, man, you're a clown. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it crazy how yeah. that shit goes? It's, it's like crazy. We really, it, you know, us us addicts, we really have the intention of like, dude, I'm t- I'm so tired of this shit. Right. I'm, I'm done. Like, this is the last one. Go to flushing it. Go in to get rid of it. Delete all the contacts. Yeah. And then when we're ready for it and we start fiending for that again, it's we'll do anything to get it. We'll go to any length. We, we will we will fuck some people over. Uh, including ourselves uh, mainly yourself, to get that. Bro. Yeah. You will, you yeah. will do some things that you know, I've done some things, man, that, and, and I think it's important to realize that, you know, we're kind of talking and having a good time and, you know, it, and there's some humor. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it comes from a, a point where like you would have to laugh about it. Yeah. Because like, there's some alt memes, there's some sites on Facebook that produce, you'll see some on my site, man. And you're like, that's terrible. Yeah. And it is terrible, yeah. but it's funny. Yeah. And the only reason it's funny is because I survived that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, absolutely. And, and, I mean, I've seen some terrible, I've done some things that I'm very ashamed of that go against my ethics, my yeah. morals. I mean, from, you know, you imagine if there's a list of sins. Yeah. You know, you can take the stuff off about children and you can take the stuff off about rape. And yeah. then you can check a mark by everything else. Yeah. Okay. I've done it all. And so, yeah. and uh, would I get myself in any trouble? And so it's like, you know, uh, don't want to glamorize nothing, but I do want to give people hope. Right, right. That you know that that, and this ain't no layman ass. You know, this ain't no hey, let's step to it and work steps one through twelve. This yeah. is called getting your ass busted. Yeah, is what this was. Yeah, you know, and suffering and you know, making poor decisions and losing and loss and then like thinking you're okay and then getting hammered again. And, and so what you see is what, I, you know, if you survive that and people are watching it from external, like. You know, this dude goes hard. I've been going hard in life all mm-hmm. my life. Mm-hmm. I'm going hard now. That's mm-hmm. all I know. Yeah. It's just I reprogrammed my mind. And the only reason I reprogrammed my mind is I realized one thing. I couldn't win. Right. I couldn't freaking win, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know? there, there was nothing to win with with that that lifestyle. Well, I mean, you could convince that me for yeah. 30 years. Me neither. I mean, I'm going to be the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to screw them all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to push my prostate to my mouth. <laughs> yeah. All the way. <laughs> all the way. Yeah. You know, whatever I can do. And, you know, uh, and it didn't give it what it cost me. You know, yeah. it didn't, you know, and all, everyone is tapping out. Mm-hmm. Everyone that thinks that, man, this is great. I'm hanging with Jason Davis. Yeah. You're the monster. You know, and then, and then they're like, whoa, dude, dude I got to go. Yeah. Go to rehab. I'm like, yeah. oh, you know, what, party's you know, over? Yeah. Uh, chicks are leaving. Yeah. Parents are calling. Yeah. Uh, my mom and dad have already had a conversation about how they're going to bury me. Mm. You know, I didn't even know that. I was yeah. saying art to that. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm at an abortion. I'm taking this girl. It wasn't my baby. If you know, 
if it was no big deal, but I'm taking a girl to abortion clinic. We're shooting fentanyl on speed. They got the little dead babies out there from the abortion clinic, you know? Yeah. We're too incomplete to even understand where we're at in this thing we call yeah. life. You know, we're just there, right? And I think there's a lot to be said about just being there. You know, that's all you are. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, the meme about the conversation be like water, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know about all that. Yeah. You need to be stationed. You need to be set it in, set in your ways and concreted in to, hey, because so, you know, that when water does come, you don't move because mm-hmm. I was floating around the world. Yeah. You know, yeah. I swam out to that buoy. I tell that story about, you know, those big buoys in the ocean. You see them at night. There's eerie and everything. You know, you know, it was like in my addiction, I had swam out there to one of them and I'm hanging on to it. And I'm looking back at the, at the land. I'm thinking, man, it's a long ways. There's sharks. Mm-hmm. There's jellyfish. You know, I may not be able to make it, but I forgot I swam the fuck out there in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. And all I got to do is take off and go swimming. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's that, a really good analogy. It's tough. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's a tough deal. I was, you know, and everybody's driving by, hey. Yeah. How you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Look good. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, you're tan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Look at that idiot. Yeah. He had everything. Yeah. You know, and you know yeah. that. God, yeah. You know what you, you know what you've done. I mean, you can't get high enough to unravel. I mean, there's moments you can. You can get high enough where you can forget about it all. Yeah. And people are like, dude is out in the yard naked yeah. doing things with himself, watching porn. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That ain't normal. Yeah. Right? No, that's <laughs> not normal. That was normal for me. Yeah. That was where I wanted to be, right? Yeah. You know, and I wanted to be loose cannon. I mean, the worst thing you could do was get me high and 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 be like operating a large network. Because yeah. I was fixed to Everyone was going to leave. Yeah. Uh, I was, you know, I was going to take over. You know, if you didn't like that, if if it didn't bother you, I'd just pick up a jab at my neck. You know, they're like, oh my God. (laughs) Welcome to the show. You know, so everybody would leave. Yeah. The only ones that wouldn't leave was the ones that had enough money invested that they couldn't stand to leave. (laughs) (laughs) Bear with us, please, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) But that's where I wanted to be. And in that state, man, Everything I love, my daughter, you know, my daughter grows up one through five, knowing her dad, five to 15, not knowing her dad, only knowing her dad on Saturday, either with prison, you know, bluebell ice cream or prison nachos Ooh. or me cooking. Yeah. That's how she knows dad. Yeah. She knows dad because she's got to get patted down Yeah, and walk through one of those detectors. Yeah. Man, that's sad. You know, and so here we are, you know, and I'm a great guy, you know, business owner. Mm-hmm. I, do, I come home from that second tour, man. I run the restaurant right off in the ground. This is how high I am, okay? I'm a felon. I can't have alcohol license. In the state of Arkansas, you can own an alcohol license only if you own 5%. My mom's my partner. We signed a paper. I got an alcohol license. Rolling. Run it right. I won't come out of my office. Sit there. Run it right in the hole. That's when dude tried to help me come work out of prison. He really did. He tried hard. God bless him. Uh I close it down one day, just walk out, let the shit run. Don't pay the taxes. They wrap tax stuff around it. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you know, to hell with you, government. Mm-hmm. I'm an American, you know. I don't pay your taxes. I go see my accountant, and she says this to me. Wrote her. She says, uh, you're a real piece of shit. I'm thinking, this is real tough words for someone I pay. She goes, you have fucked your mom over. What do you mean? You're in a partnership with your mom. You haven't paid the taxes. Totally forgot I was in 
partnership with my mom. So I had enough money. I paid it. Got through that, man. I really feel terrible. You know, these these things we talk about, man, are really tough, man, because I really, you know, I always thought I was better than that. You know, I wasn't a big thief. Yeah. You know, we cut some power line cable, you know, time up here. You know, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That was about the yeah. deal. Got a little shoplifted later on, but I couldn't shoot up, you know. But yeah. I did. I was going to scheme and rob people's houses. There was my thing, yeah, right? Yeah, me neither. And, and, yeah. And, you know, it's, you know, my deal. I didn't like my shit stolen. I was going to some shit. But, you know, I'd, I'd screw my mom over who tried to help me all my life. It was really like a down deal, man. And um, wouldn't stop abusing. So get clean, open a restaurant up, get married, get married, get a fiance. Play, play fiance. We're playing, we're playing marriage. Playing house, know? yeah. Uh, open a restaurant back up, rebuild it, spend everything I got. Had $54,000. Put it on a pot. You know how it is. That's how we live. That's how we roll, yeah. you know, all yeah. on black, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and so it takes off. People are coming in. Best it's ever been. Best it's ever been. So glad you're back. I'm sound. My temper's not where it needs to be yet. My anger is not where I'm at. It needs to be, be, need to be at as a leader. Yeah. But I've got this thing going. I'm just a chauvinistic asshole at this point. Just not using. And uh, it's rolling. We go every Sunday. We would take every all my kitchen helps live with me at the Lake House. Sunday we go eat Mexican food at La Bogadita. Shout out to them, big plug. Do a little thing, sleep all day, watch TV. Monday morning I get up, me and my sous chef Stephen, I go do payroll, start making sauces. You know, I was really into making like you know you know demi glazes out of hand. I was really doing things you know you know really high end stuff and mm-hmm. you know in this restaurant. For value for blue collar yeah. people, I really yeah. get like, what is yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, what you know, yeah, what's sauce me near? I was like, well, it's brown butter sauce, you know, but they didn't know. Yeah, so really good stuff, man. She comes and gets me. We go see the accountant again. Yeah, this time we done made amends with the accountant. We go get up. Uh, I go get a shot of testosterone with Erwin. Pick up a six pack of beer, and they call me and they say you got a burglar alarm. That shit lie, bro. Broad daylight. Burglar alarm's going on the back door. No problem being in eight minutes. I put her in a curved restaurant on fire. Watch it burn to the ground. That was what? 18, re- yeah. 18 19. Yeah. Big deal. Makes the news. Yeah. Uh, I we lost that. everything. I lost half a million dollars. I got a little money for insurance, nothing much. Uh, wasn't nothing much. Just enough to buy a machine. Yeah. And I watched it burn to the ground and uh, lost engagement. Gave her up. Went back to using. Went back to saying, Paul gave me a job, went to sell him windows doors, flunked that out, you know, and just yeah. went off the deep end. And I'll never forget, we're missing a lot of stuff. We ain't got enough time. We ain't got enough days to tell. But I was driving past the farm, and here I am, Jason Davis, son of Paul and Rosemary Davis. My sister passed away at 42 of cancer. My mom, my dad had passed away 12 years ago of cancer. I left my mom, deserted her, hmm. left her to the woes of life, and I drive by, and there's for sale signs on the farm where I'm supposed to, you know, live out my inheritance. That really messed with me. And then in May, uh, I then I relapsed again. I got clean again, relapsed with a half a pound. That went pretty good. Went ahead and went with full bird. Three days into it, we get into it over the, over the dope and everything. It's bad. Go on the run. And for all you parents out there that got troubled children, 
Okay, mm-hmm. here's the miracle deal. This is what you do. I go on a run, pull the leash, it for me. I stay out in the woods and the ticks. Come out there, right on top of them, come on back. Wait till dark, go beat on my mama's door. Usually she lets me in. She says, you ain't staying here. You got to go. You figure it out. Mm-hmm. This is your shit. We're tired of it. I'm throwing a fit in front of my child, my mom, blaming everybody. It's everybody's fault. Yeah, but yours. But mine. Yeah, same yeah. here. I'm trying to, I'm, I've got a full bird, okay, hung, hanging on to it out the woods, trying to bury it and find it, bury it and find it. Mm-hmm. And they keep me just a little enough so I can eat it in case we got, like, someone's going to be out there in the woods and I won't see them coming, right? Mm-hmm. She said, I'm done. I took off back to the woods. You know. Damn near killed myself a few times trying to run around in the middle of the night, not get, you know, like they're looking. For, I mean, they're looking yeah. for me. They got warrants for me, but they're yeah. not out there like. Yeah, they But yeah. in my mind, they're on me. Yeah. You know, I got another guy staying in my lake house. I'm not even living there. You know, got some dude staying there, you know, that doesn't, he's probably a decent dude. He's not on drugs. Ain't we all? Yeah. You know, but, we you, know, all, yeah. you know, and so. I call Clay, uh, and I say, hey, Clay, I'm in trouble. He said, I hear. He said, uh, do you think you can come in sober? <laughs> yeah. So I go to the dude that's staying in my house. say, look, I'll make you a deal. You stay here three or four days, but you got to go get me a hotel room. I'll pay for it. Uh, this is That's kind of people you're dealing with, right? Yeah. I mean, you're going hard for them. They ain't going hard for you or, or otherwise yeah. around, vice versa. You know, there's some mix-up in the deal. He gets me a hotel room down here at the Red Roof or wherever it was. We go by Dodge store, get me a, the massive chicken box, you know, and 16 boxes a day. I've only been high for like five days. I'm just going through the roof. A dude comes to get this stuff, takes it. I'm done. Three days later, I go in, see my pro officer. And he looks at me. He says, uh, I'm locking you up because you uh, you were at the wrong address. I don't know what that means. You know, I, I apparently was had a bad, I mean, my mom and me live, I guess apparently it was over here, but it was more than that, you know? Yeah. He said, 90 days. Cool. Locks me up. I, I, that was when COVID was jumping. Yeah. And so I go get vaccinated. I'm like, I'm getting vaccinated. Yeah. I'm not going to prison, not vaccinated and dying there. Right. <laughs> so I get vaccinated. And, uh, and that when they put me in, there was 23 and one, I'm cold, sober. Everyone's sleeping. I'm with the one up, you know, and they let you out for an hour. And I'll never forget this, man. They would let me out an hour and all them dudes would come up and talk shop. And I would tell them, look, I am done. I've had enough. This is not cool no more. I weighed about 250 pounds. When I got done eating all the Raymonds I could eat, I was 320 plus. I, c- I could not see my PP. I mean, was, I mean, I was like, this is insane. Yeah. I did not do one push up. Yeah. When I was, you know, used to go to the prison, I would work out. I would be, I'd come out looking like this God, Greek God or whatever, you know, and, and it was just totally shammed, right? Totally shammed, you know, deal. And uh, my mom didn't come see me. She put all money on my books. Uh, and it was just a bad deal for me. And I realized that, hey, man, this ain't working. I'm 47 years old. Yeah. I don't like who I am at all, at all. I'm miserable. And the late, the last thing I could do, I think, man, is just not pick up. Yeah. And I picked up twice since then. Yeah. Uh, that day I have used twice. Uh, and I can tell you the recent time I've used was last year. And I used, I found some stuff in my bus. 
Oh, I could do that. And I did that. It was great, man. I got stuff done. I was moving. Yeah. And then about four hours later, I said, I need more. Yeah. And everything come back. I was watching porn. I don't watch porn no more. Right. Watching porn. I'm on the internet and the dark web searching sites, you know, getting ready to. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Man? It's that powerful. Yeah. And so I took a chain. <laughs> I talk about people talking about how do you get clean. I said, well, it's real simple. You just wrap a chain around a tree, get you a choker, wrap around your neck padlock it and swallow the key. And when you shit that key out, you'll be clean, right? You're going to lock yourself. And that's what I was fixing to do. Mm. I, I had to get back to Jason, right? Mm-hmm. And so you're going to have hookup, like you're going to have access. Some people, I don't know, maybe they don't. I did. But it just didn't make sense for me to continue to defeat myself in this thing we call life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was. I think you have to come to that term, too, where you can answer that question, what is life? Mm-hmm. Who is life? Where is life? All these different questions about life. Like, you know, I, <clears throat> when my first time going down was in 2018. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was going through this, like, who am I stage? You right. know what I'm saying? Like, like John oh, Gotti. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and it was just like, dude, like, and, and you know, your first time going to prison I don't know about anybody else. For me, I was terrified. Right. I think we all are. I was terrified. I, you know, right. I was this, I was 200 pounds. Mm-hmm. I was I was this white boy, first time down, about to get a 17 number. And, yeah. you know, like, what? I need some protection. Right. I need, I need some, you know, I need to be connected with somebody. And, and all this, this fear running through my head of trying to figure this shit out that hadn't even happened yet. Right. So I'm making all these assumptions and going crazy. You're paint, you're paint, actually what you're doing is you're creating your reality yeah. in your mind. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's it's universal. That yeah. happens. Yeah, it does. It's true shit. That's yeah. real. Whatever you think you become. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> no, no. Manifestation. Oh, and, not a oh, doubt. For yeah. real, dude. It is insane. Yeah, yeah. it's wild. It is wild. That <laughs> yeah. That's the real power. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, for, instance, for example... When I was in uh, I was in Garland County Jail this last time in 2021. I really love what they've done with the place. Oh, it's, dude. it's wonderful, dude. It's. <laughs> I was telling somebody the other day. I was like, Garland County is the nicest jail I've ever be, been to. Yeah, but now yeah, when I was over by the sheriff's. Yeah, and, yeah it's nice. Got carpet. <laughs> Thank you, Rick Davis. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. But I, uh, you know, I was just like. My first time down, I was like, dude, I got who, what, what is this? I remember writing a letter to my dad because my parents did the same. My dad, my dad is my rock, you know what I'm saying? My parents almost loved me to death. Yeah, yeah. My dad, my dad was so good at okay, you you figure this shit out, Mm. you know, you I'm done. Mm. Oh, he was, he was, he was, he was not codependent at all. No, right, he was when I was out in the streets, right? But as soon as I went in, it was over, figure Mm. it out. Mm. No money on my books. Oh, nothing. And, and and it was it was rough. You know, my grandparents they put some money on my books, put money on the phone, but you know, I feel like there was some ulterior motive because they wanted me to go to Adult Teen Challenge. Oh, they're trying to bait you up. Yeah, well, they're trying to help. And, you. and I was telling them I would go. Oh, I've manipulating it absolutely because I needed that that fucking money Worth on my game, books, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, Jesus <laughs> is in my you life. That and and I'm not so I'm not such as secular piece of shit that that that's what i was thinking at that moment yeah no we're, talk, we're talking about now this is we're, we're sitting at a point now where there's been three years of intense study yeah on this dude named jason davis or brian or whatever mm-hmm. and so now looking back at it i realize that my actions were textbook yeah 
Oh, yeah. They're textbook, bro. You yeah. can read about them. Yeah. You're just a manipulator. Yeah. And it's all you are. Yeah. If you're on dope, that's all you're doing. You're not yeah. even, but this, you're manipulating yourself, right? Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Yeah. It's, it, and that's exactly what I did. I manipulated them. Yeah. I manipulated myself. Because what happens is when, when I get, when, when I was in active addiction, I'd get pushed in the corner. And I'd do anything to get out of that corner. Oh yeah, I'd do. Any, I'd tell you anything. Mm-hmm. I'd have the greatest plans. The you know my my I could talk so much shit, and it, that my ass cannot cash them checks. Right. When right. it came to time to put that shit into action, oh, it, no. it was impossible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pull my card every time. People and, would walk up to me and they would go after a restaurant burned. This I would quit going. I could go to. Harps on Amity, man, and I could go buy a pack of cigarettes, and I could get a hundred dollars, right? Yeah, go, and I'd go, and so I get and the dope man was right down there, so I would go do that, and people would catch me there, and I had gotten to the point where I was not bathing, I spelt my ass all the time, yeah, I wasn't brushing my teeth, yeah, I just sat in front of a computer and was convinced the world was hacking me, yeah, and every time I just reboot my computer once or twice, I reprogram it, <laughs> reformat it, reinstall software, I was learning Linux. That was the pattern. And people would ask me this. This is what I was running from. What are you doing now? And finally, I just got to where I'm staying high. What are you doing? Yeah. I got tired of answering. I couldn't come up with a lie. I couldn't yeah. even lie no more. Yeah. Done used them all. Done used them all. I was like, I'm just staying <clears throat> fucked up. What are you doing? Yeah. How are you doing? Good to see you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Living people, that life, buddy. People would like, their jaws would drop. And, I would, and here's how I manipulate myself. I said, well, I'm just being real, man. Yeah. Dude, you're a loser. Yeah. You're a fucking loser. Yeah. You're, you're you're like that guy. You're watching that movie, and that, and that, the character that is like just degrading himself, right? Mm-hmm. And you and you're like, why are you doing this? Yeah, that was me. Yeah, me but too. Then I was living real, man. Yeah, I was hard. Yeah. Oh, I was so hard. Yeah, I mean, I cut a hole in a car to go Little Rock. You know, you know, you drop the dope down the floorboard, right? They never see it. Well, I would go. I would travel and mule dope, and I would. Go up here and save this guy from jail. And, you know, I'd go into that. They'd buy them pills. And I would do all these things. I'd sit over phosphine gas. I would do all these great things. You know, I had Uncle Fester's autograph books. But that was one thing. But for me to be a son, excuse me, I couldn't do that. Couldn't be a son. Yeah. Couldn't be a dad. That was too yeah. much. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't go to work. Uh-uh. <clears throat> yeah. I was real, man. I was a real piece of shit. Real piece. Yeah, same here, man. Yeah. Same here. You know, that was my thing. I'm, I'm very glad— and thankful that I did this in my active addiction was I isolated from my family. Right. I isolated from everybody that truly loved me mm-hmm. and went and sought for that that connection and that love from the streets and the oh, game. Yeah. And then every time I got locked up, I quickly realized the streets don't love me. Mm-hmm. The game don't, don't love me. They have no respect for me. Matter of fact, when I would go to jail— They'd be robbing and taking all my oh, shit, yeah, yeah. fucking my girl, oh, yeah. or whoever oh, yeah. that was. Or you found out who was yeah. fucking your girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean you yeah. right, right? Yeah. With my cellmate. My cellmate was probably the yeah, one. I had that yeah. happen to me. They yeah. come say, so I just want you to know, I've been in jail a week. Because I just want you to know, my house got some dope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do what? Like, <laughs> what? Do what? Who are you? Yeah. Get out of the house, man. <laughs> That's what I told you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you're right, man. I, I, don't, I don't know of anyone that thinks it's fun to shoot up at mom's house. No. And so it's like an isolation thing. You're right. You know, you the dope yeah. come the you, it's it is listen, there is those people that I would make fun of, the people that are like they're pretentious, they're hiding it. Those are the ones that die. Mm-hmm. The ones that hide it. Yeah. I mean, if you know, it's like a, yeah. I can't believe what happened to Zach. I can't believe what happened to Jeremy. Yeah. Oh, they were successful. They were able to use some 
and worked some, but everyone knew what was going on except them, and they would tell you a lie. Yeah. Every time, those yeah. are dead ringers, man. Yeah. You know, and and, yeah. and and that is because you cannot use successfully. There's no using successfully. No, there's not. Okay, let's there's get not. real. I mean, I, don't know, I mean, I, I've know some people that smoke weed. Hey, man, you smoke weed, cool with you, man, bro. Do your thing. Do your thing. It's better than alcohol, probably. And you know, I know some people have a couple of drinks. Hey, cool, do it. But yeah. when it comes to to busting out that, you know, fentanyl, heroin, cocaine, crank, uh, you know, uh, yeah, none, none. Yeah. I've seen some people fool themselves. Yeah, and they're dead. Yeah, all of them. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you know, that the the thing about it too is like, you know, I look at addiction as is a, a spiritual Yeah. A spirit it robs it robbed me of my spiritual first. Yeah. And so then I started seeking the spiritual through the mental and the physical and, and the emotional the sexual. out here. And yeah, and it was all mm. it was all the spiritual wasn't there. So mm. it was impossible Amen to have that. that fucking connection. Where's God? Yeah. Yeah, there was you cut him of, off at the first year, yeah. bro, or the first snore. Like, I got this. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> I, I don't need your plans. Holy smoke. Yeah, yeah holy smokes. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I'm, you know, my, being my uh, drug of choice was, was ice. You know oh, what I'm absolutely. saying? absolutely. Crystal, right? About a pound, yeah. <laughs> so here's the, here's the thing about, about crystal. Yeah. Is that crystals hold fucking energy. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. True. And so when you got all these people holding these crystals and they're passing that energy down through or when they're cooking it or, or whatever, or whatever however the fuck they're making it. And then you get that little bag that's been cut or whatever, and it's been gone through the yeah. ringer and it's got all that energy. And then you put that shit directly into your veins. And then you're wondering why you're stuck in the bathroom jerking off, looking at some crazy ass porn for 12 hours 12 while your hours, girl's yeah. laying in there. Yeah, on wonder the bed. Why, what's the matter with you? Yeah. That yeah. was a bad thing too, man. That was a bad thing too, man. Was when I could not. There is such a strong link between uh, uh, amines and sex. Okay, yeah. you know, phenylalanines, however you want to do it, amphetamines, um, and sex. And God, that hurt bad. Was whenever she could get high, and then she would watch me try to get high for three hours. Yeah, and I would throw fits, and there would be yeah. blood everywhere. Yeah. And there would be blood hanging out of me. And I'd have holes all over me. Yeah. And I'd just keep on. I'd be in the bathroom floor, butt-ass naked. Yeah. Pale as a sheet, out yeah. of shape, just jabbing yeah. myself yeah. over and over again. Because I had endless amounts of drugs, right? Yeah. And she would just like, at some point, I would get high. And she was done. Yeah. She had watched everything that was about, this is, you know, who wants to have get high and do this? Right. And that would demoralize me. Right. Because that was my identity, right? Yeah. That was who I was. When I did the drugs, whatever inner when I when I did methamphetamine, whatever internal thing inside me that I was lacking in my life, right? No longer existed. I was the fucking man, right? Yeah. I walk over castles, I kick everybody's ass, I screw more girls, I screw them longer, yeah. more, you know, it's just ego, ego, oh, ego. Oh man, ego. Just, I'm just raw. Yeah. And then one day, oh, it did the ultimate high. It flipped on me. Mm. You ain't going to get that no more. But you yeah. can try. Yeah. And people had to watch that. And there's no telling how many hundreds of lives. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's not, it's a systemic deal. It's, it, you know, it's it's spiritual. It is. Thank you, Jesus, for letting me live through that. I mean, yeah. I, whatever. You had, when we got to, thank you, God. How about that? Yeah. God, thank you for allowing me 
because it is obviously true that there has been greater men mm-hmm. that have died from less that were greater men than me. Mm-hmm. And so while we're even here yeah. is a miracle. Yeah. 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 You know? And that's a big, big thing for me. Like, you know, it, it, I've been going through this stuff the last couple of weeks, too. It's like, you know, I feel like when I was locked up, I was growing so much spiritually, right? Right, right. And then I get out, and it's like I got all these distractions in my life, and I'm like, damn, I'm not even growing spiritually anymore. And I look back at my routines, and I'm like, okay, my routine is totally different. Mm. You know, I'm not spending that quality time mm. with my higher power. I'm not reading the books that I was reading. I'm not I'm not giving that the energy and the attention. And and I've caught myself looking back and saying, okay, well, what am I doing? Okay, so I'm I'm working heavy on this podcast. I go to work. I do school. And none of that applies to my spiritual life. I have lost the I've lost the balance between the physical, mental, and and the spiritual. The the spiritual's hanging way over up here, and the physical and the the mental is over here, and it's not balanced. I don't have that balance anymore, like I did in the penitentiary. Right, and so I feel this disconnect. Mm. And you know, as an addict, that's what I search for throughout my whole addiction since I was a, a teenager was wanting that connection yeah, that like connection in, like in the matrix you mean you just plug something into me yeah yeah <laughs> like connect me yeah, yeah. Oh, cool cool <laughs> yeah we're good now it's way more than that you know you, you think this the, uh, you think the spiritual awakening and and the 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 spiritual relationship and and everything else you think it's so easy it's like oh it sounds good there's a, there's a force that doesn't want you to do that. Yeah, absolutely. You, it, it, it's hard work, man. It is difficult because it takes time and effort and dedication and consistency. And consistency, consistency. is the fucking key to it's all everything. Of that. Yeah, yeah, it's I can do that shit today. Yeah, but yeah. tomorrow probably ain't gonna feel like doing it. You to have, and you see this, and you see people that are and the protagonist towards this view that I've gotten my life together. And now that dude seems like he's on this Jesus spiritual ramble. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's the path, bro. Yeah. That's that's the ticket. That's how you get out of the cesshole that you're in because the cesshole that you're in was evil. Mm-hmm. There's nothing good about all that, no. I, what I just talked about. I mean, yeah. I'm not trying to – I mean, I'm just telling you that. It's, we laugh about it. We kid about it. it makes jokes. It was terrible to watch mm-hmm. for my mom and dad, my daughter. For the people that love me, for yeah. all the politicians, all the restaurant people, all the great customers, all the friends, yeah. all the people at high school that said, hey, man, you're out of there, bro. Yeah. yeah. That was tough. Yeah. You know, and so you got to come out of that evil. And we all choose that path where, hey, now I've got this association with something greater than myself. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, whatever you want to call it. I don't care. I'm tied in now to this thing. And we forget that there's somebody that's mad about that, that's still in the evil, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a power too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know that is it says it right there in the book. You know that there's two sides. Mm-hmm. And so, a lot of people, man, I don't know, bro. You gotta realize just how blessed you are to be sitting here right now. Mm-hmm. We well, can can you fathom that? You know, there's been there's people that are gonna watch this program and and they're gonna ride it like a car, like a like it's a ride. It means ride. Like man, they're talking about my life. Yeah. And they're gonna get to the part where me and you got off the ride. Yeah. And they're gonna try to get out of the ride. 
and they're gonna be seatbelt in. They're going, why? Why am I? Why am I? Why, am I, why can't I get off the ride? And you're just not there yet. You're just not there yet. Mm-hmm. And what is there? Pain. A lot of it. Suffering. What's the secret to getting clean? Pain and suffering. Yeah, being uncomfortable. Getting the f- piss beat out of you. Mm-hmm. I mean, why can I talk about it? Why am I ashamed? Of course. Do I, does it scare me? Of course. But bro, I ain't there no more. Mm-hmm. You know, I get to look at that over here, and there's a lot of people that get to look at it and stay in the lane. And my hope is for them people that someday, because I never thought I'd be here. Mm-hmm. Never in my life did I want to be clean. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I couldn't imagine. <laughs> couldn't imagine. Who would it. want to be a square? Yeah. Who would want to go to church? Who would want to like, uh, you know, do all these things we do yeah. and talk about God and, and actually check on people and love them and, you know, yeah. and, and say, I'm sorry. And, yeah, make amends. Do stuff for veterans. Yeah. I mean, I raised yeah. 40000 for veterans, you know, and it's just that's tattooed on 22, met some great yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, we are 22. is a great program. Yeah, well, that's yeah. Warriors Chess, but it's the 22. It's same, the okay. same, yeah, same yeah, deal. Yeah, 22 yeah. veterans kill themselves every day. Yeah. And, you know, occasionally they patch me through and I talk to one. I'm, Good Lord, thank yeah. you for blessing me for never losing one. But I wouldn't think, that's stupid. Right? Yeah. And here I am. But I had to get off the ride. You know, I had to, when it come back around, they, Opened up the deals, I had to step off of it. Mm-hmm. And stepping off of it, man, is scary. Yeah. It's a scary thing because everything's fixing to change. And if it doesn't, then it's not, you're going back. Yeah. You're going back, bro. Yeah. 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 It's like when you step off that ride, your equilibrium's off. Oh, man. You're, and you're just like, oh, shit, I can't do this. I can't uh, do this. But no, you know, I'm going to get fat. Yeah. Of course you're going to get fat. Yeah. That's all I. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you don't know really how to walk, man. But that's the great thing about, you know, what I'm going to use this term lightly, recovery, uh, is that there's other people out there like you and I that are willing to put out our hand and say, hey, man, we'll help you, bro. Got to help yourself. I I know you can't walk, but you can come this way. I'll show you that path of how I did it. And then you can create your own path. Right. Because to me— there's multiple pathways to, to recovery. I'm going to say mine. Yeah, and when we go over the definition of recovery, recovery has nothing to do with doing being a drug addict, being an alcoholic, nothing like that. Mm. Recovery has everything to do with returning to a healthy state of mind. Right. A healthy physical state, a healthy spiritual state, a healthy mental state, and it takes fucking years to get back there. It does. You know, I've been clean up. Three years coming up in March. And so you're and right. I'm me, me still you're, working. Yeah, but you're right. Me, you're about the same level, right? Yeah. Year two, finishing year two, I don't know if you feel this way, but after I'd put 24 months in, something happened. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like someone went over and, you know, the rail stat on a light and you turn them up. Someone mm-hmm. cranked it up a little more, man. But mm-hmm. it took me two years, bro. Yeah. For a year, it took me a year to remember that I wore deodorant. Yeah. A year. I yeah. wore deodorant all my life. And one day I picked it up and I said, what is this? And, I, and it was like, <laughs> God said, hey, man, about time. Yeah. About time. Yeah. That's how confused you are. Yeah. Right? And, you know, I still I still deal with triggers. Like, because I spent 22 plus years in active addiction. Right. 
and alcoholism, you know? Mm-hmm. And so the, all those he years. You drink to get high and hide to get drink. Yeah. How to come down. <laughs> what them dudes? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but like just the other day, like I said, I've got almost three years clean. Just the other day, I was going through the car wash and I was thinking about my active addiction. I'd be like, how fun would it be to do a shot before I go into the car wash and feel the rush on the way out and try to drive out? Right, right. You know, and I'm like, what the fuck am I thinking? Like, or, or, man, I love, I love smoking pot. Like, I wonder, I bet you I get high as hell. Oh, yeah. Just smoking, just taking one hit off a joint. And that's, that's that shit that's playing the tricks on me and almost being clean three years from everything. I still think about that shit. I do too. I don't, not, and it's seasonal. I talked to my, my mentor about that uh, this week that I've had a series of, you know, I went a long time, didn't like, but I had recently I've had like two or three moments where I've thought about it. And what I think that is gets back to the, the ultimate, there's a force that is trying to get you back to where you're at. It wants you to, die. you got two, four, you got good and bad, however you want to look at it, yin yang, whatever. And I think what that is, and this is the same for you, the word, prophetic word, you're fixing to go to the next level, bro. Mm-hmm. You're fixing to take off. And mm-hmm. that, force behind you knows it mm-hmm. right and it's trying to stop you from doing that and that's yeah. what that is yeah otherwise you be i mean you don't think i don't think about it all the time it comes in like little crisp seasons mm-hmm. and so that's how i look at it i'm fixing and i know it's true i'm fixing to take off on something something's going to break loose yeah and you think about it and you, like in your he used in history because everybody gets clean, goes back, gets clean, goes back, you know, until you really stick, right? And there's been moments that you wish, like, you were clean a little bit, and it had you stuck on. Things were fixing to change, but you gave up. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. And so that's what that is. It's just it's just trying you again. And if you don't give up, if you stay the course, if you stick with it, yeah. you know. Yeah. I made up my mind when I, I, had, my, I had my knee replaced uh, a year ago, no, right in December. Terrible deal. <laughs> Do not recommend. I mean, it's good now, but when you go to surgery and everybody, and when you go to surgery and they're the autoclave and they're handing out auto, like it was like a body shop parts. I was like, oh my God. And they, <laughs> not, they, that's all I got to say. Oh my God. They knocked yeah. me out. Bam. You know, I was like, thank God. Yeah. Uh, so I started eating pain pills and I was hurting. And so I started eating pain pills, went to the pain doctor, got some more, I got four a day, did that for six months, decided, made a big video about it, was going to quit, quit for a week. Okay. Uh, did some subs just to make sure. Yeah. Was still busted up. Went back to eating them. Okay. About a month later, man, I realized that, man, I could get in that truck you know, about six in the morning, five in the morning, four thirty morning, run about nine, eat me two pain pills, drive like a maniac, brother. Yeah. <laughs> and then about three o'clock when I started to get a little tired driving, I could eat me two more pain pills. Yeah. I finished it on out. And I told Missy, I said, I'm I'm done. And I took, I still got the pain pill. I got a, a sacred place and, you know, just in case someone gets hurt or whatever, you know, I'm, I'm a big advocate for licensed pain medication because shit was a lot better back then. Yeah. There wasn't people dying. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you had some people eating some pills, but now we got fentanyl and you can't get no medication and people, and people are hurting. Yeah. Really legitimate deal. I was one of them, you know, and it could get no medicine. And so that's a large part of the deal, large part of the problem, too, you know, for, for some people is, hey, I can't get no pain medicine, so I'm going to do this fentanyl yeah. that's so readily available, yeah. right? And I told her, I'm fixing to go to bed, 
And uh, I don't care if I go to work. I care if I go to church. I don't care if I don't eat for another month. But when I come out of this bedroom, I'm done. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. And that's how you got to look at it. Nothing else matters. Yeah. I got to get Jason right. Yeah. You know, can I get Brian right? Yeah. You know, and how do you do that? Well, there's this conversation you got to have with this power that's all around us, you yeah. know, on this other realm dimension mm-hmm. that you can't see that occasionally you did see when you got so close to death because you were so high. Mm-hmm. You were seeing real things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was real. It's just the divergence of the dimensions because yeah. you were going cross-dimensional. Uh, and so you got to tap in it and say, hey, man, uh, you know, I can't do this no more. You know, mm-hmm. There's a lot of power in surrendering, man. Yeah. I yeah, mean, there, there is. There's a lot of power in surrendering. There's a lot of power in saying, I want to serve others. How do you get rich? You just help people. Yeah. Yeah, so you be available. You just serve people. Yeah. How do you sell stuff? You find you solve people's problems. Yeah. I, mean, I work with salespeople. I work with all kinds of people, man. Yeah. It teaches mentality thing of how to win. You know, how do you win? You take yourself out of the way, bro. Mm-hmm. Let go. And that's what dope does. Yeah. You become the show. Yeah. You know, you become the most important thing in the universe. Yeah. You know, and you'll never win that way. You'll never win that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was in that. I was in. I went to the still called um, the Road Adventure. Rob Skipper got it. Everyone's seen the Christian movie about the football play team. Uh, we were Giants. Oh yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He was a get this. He was a warrant officer over in war in the Middle East when we went to war over there. One of them tours. He comes home. He gets modus. His wife divorces him. He comes home on a on his week deal. You know, to get you know, you, just because you get to war, you still get a vacation. They'll yeah. send you home. He goes to the county fair. He runs into his wife with his new girl, his new, her new husband. Ooh. Gets out of service. He's homeless. Goes to living in cars. Goes to church. He's he's living in a car. Going to the gym to shower. Finds his church down there, and I'm uh, and Frisco gets tied up with a church. Ends up with a road adventure. I can't tell you what the road adventure is. It's a great thing. You go, it's in Plano, Texas. Recommend it. But if I told you, it'd run it for you. But it's they handle all, they handle problems, whatever you may have. Okay, good stuff. And Rob worked on that movie, man. Uh, you know the the movie. Then he went on the one with Kirk Cameron, the Firehouse, and all yeah. that. He's involved in yeah, all that. Fires, He's, yeah. yeah. You know, and so here's this guy, man, that I'm looking at that's really big, man, that come to the point in his life that he understood there was only one thing that was going to free him from this bondage, and that was God, right? And he was willing to live in a car, shower at a gym, and give of himself. And that's all he did, and he washed my feet, bro. He got on his hands and knees, took my shoes off, and washed my feet. That was a powerful moment, man. Hmm. That was a that was a leadership that was trumped that one. Yeah, can't you know Isaiah? Isaiah's sitting there in, in, in the book, and, and God's talking to him. He comes out. He's he's like he's looking at these 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 six winged creatures, and he's like, "Woe is me, I'm wrong." And this angel grabs this, and I, and I tell the story in the video. 
grabs his tongue with this this coal, right? Goes up, touches him on the lip, and I'm thinking, dude, you ever burnt your lips with a pipe? <laughs> yeah. That's what, that's what I read. I was like, yeah. dude, he's like, oh. And, and he says, God says, who can I send? The two greatest words in leadership, Isaiah says, send me. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're at today. Mm-hmm. The collective me and you, the people making the podcast, the people that are saying, that's what we're saying. Mm-hmm. Send me. Mm-hmm. And God, can I just be enough? Right? Can I reach an impact? Can I save one life? Can I touch this community? Can I, you know, tell a story good enough to to identify and grasp that dude's heart and show him the real way? And I ain't in it. Mm-hmm. This is about you, Lord. Mm-hmm. I'm a cussing Christian. Get over it. Yeah. You know, yeah, um, I get it. I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't fit everybody, but you know, those are the people. I'm after the people that they can't be saved. Yeah, that's what you're competing yeah. for. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, I dealt with that. I dealt with that. That's too. some deep stuff, ain't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is, and you got to kind of take a breath after that. Uh, you know, my grandfather. He's a, a he was an evangelist for First Assembly of God. Oh, he's Assembly of God, great. Yeah, I love the so people. he. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they wild. I love they're it. Wild. I go to Pentecost Church, man. Yeah. I know, I get it. That's love, what I, I grew love, up in. I love it. It's a- and uh, you know, when I was a, a child, I was like three years old. The church uh, prophesied for me to be the the anointed one. Yeah. Yes, and so I grew up with that, and that was a lot of weight on my shoulder. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And 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 being that close to you know being the grandson of the pastors of all these churches. There was all this weight on me, you know. That's why they say the PKs, the preacher kids, right. are the worst. Oh yeah, you know they're, what I'm they're saying? The, the, uh, yeah, they, they, they're, that's that's yeah. both sexes too. By the way, yeah. not, we're not we're not being uh, <laughs> biased or you know, yeah. chauvinistic. Women too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I uh, when I started, I went to prison. I went through drug addiction. You know, I've complete opposite of everything that they they prophesied for me to be. And uh, when I got out of prison this last time, I went through the reentry program uh, with B.J. Brady, and and they really just kind of changed. Now my the reentry life. in the prison deal, you went to the yeah. one year. That's cool. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, it yeah. was great. great yeah. Best thing that could ever happen. Is that to me. was that tied with the dude Pine Bluff Covenant? Uh, that's but Jeremy McKenzie. He owns uh, one in Pine Bluff. Mm. It's now it's in Malvern. Right. But this is just another location, okay. which is in Little Rock. I think uh, Arkansas has like. Four or five. You were in a black hot Yeah. No, 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 that, that were the mentors there, and I needed that. I needed it's somebody great to, to be look. around people that want to see you win. Yeah, absolutely. You've been around them all your life, and it's and, it, yeah. and what did it for me, man? What because I wasn't really ready when I got out and went to the reentry program. You just go to the motions. Yeah, I was like, you know what, my life's changed. I was doing the same shit, saying the same things with the same intentions, but no action. And I'm still having these dreams. You know, I, I daydream about the sex on on drugs mm-hmm. and and that whole thing, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't quite done with it, even though I had went through all this spiritual awakening while I was locked up. But these guys, I saw that they were just like me. I saw that they they, they were been through what I had been through, right. and I saw the quality of their life today, and I was like, dude, it's possible. Mm. That's, when it, that's when it really changed for me. Like, okay, Recovery is possible, right? And it's not that bad. Change is possible. This, this, I, they're doing it, man. Right. And they're cool. 
They're not squares. Yeah, they're not. Re- yeah. They're not. <laughs> they're laughing and having yeah, fun. They're, they, yeah, they're doing yeah. this. Right. Look at it. They're winning. Yeah. And, and I started to romanticize that. But anyways, I, back to my story. Like I got out of the reentry program. I started this podcast. That's cool. And, and. I started the podcast because I wanted to help other people that were going through my shit, the same shit that does, I went does through. Does this, excuse me, but did, like my videos, I'm sure this is the same for you. This, your my videos, this podcast has been the greatest conductive, I can't be a hypocrite, bro. Yeah. Oh, man, it, it, it holds it, you to a certain it, level. It keeps me, it yeah, keeps me clean, bro. Absolutely. I, I mean, because I'm the kind of guy, if I use... I mean, everyone, I've told everybody. I've told everybody. Just want to tell you now. But if I if I was to go here, walk out that door, and get high, you know what the next video would be? Me talking about me getting high. Yeah. And I just can't do it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, I put something on my Facebook page the other day. I said, you know, it's a whole other level of guilt and shame when you know better but you don't do better. It, you're holding yourself to a whole other level. Right. Because now I know better. And so when I do do don't do better, that 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 shit is way heavier because I know the way out of it. And not not only do I know the way out of it and know what I shouldn't be doing and should be doing, that I've actually told other people, and then I become this liar, and yeah. the, and the, and you know what I'm saying? This facade of of recovery or or whatever it you is, become, you become fake. Yeah, <laughs> fake. And that's one thing that I, well, even in the streets, I, you know, I had, uh, I had a guy tell me, I was in the hole at Calico Rock, and he said, uh, bro, it don't cost shit to stay solid. It don't cost one thing to be yeah. solid. That's up to you. You do that. It don't cost nothing to right. be your true self. Right. And that stuck with me over the years. That was, that was a hit at recovery, too, really, because yeah. the last thing you are when you're jacked up is solid. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. Boy, so, <laughs> I'm down with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But when I started this podcast, man, it, you know, my intention was to reach people that weren't going to go inside of a church or weren't going to sit there and listen to somebody uh, of that level. You know what I mean? I wanted to be able to be relatable. And so my, my, content is graphic you know i yeah. use foul language and and i talk about certain things that a lot of people are uncomfortable talking about or and sometimes hearing about right but it's yes. my truth and i put it out anyways and my grandfather he he, he watched the first episode which first episode i used a lot of vulgar language you know what it i'm saying over time. yeah <laughs> it, 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 it changed yeah. but he he called me a degenerate your grandfather did? Yeah. Classic. He said, you, you know, you are you are a disgrace. Absolutely. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, you know what? And I was pissed at him. I get it. I was like, well, you don't understand. Right. And I stuck my ground. I stood on my ground. What's he say now? He loves it. Absolutely. He loves it. Matter of fact, when I went to Tulsa for Thanksgiving to see my family, all of them, he was telling people about it. And didn't you even believe, know you won't believe my boy. Yeah. yeah, didn't even know I was listening. I was standing right behind him, and he was like, "Brian is doing such a great job spreading this message with his podcast," and that that changed me, and it, and it and it gave me some reassurance. I'm almost gonna bring you to tears on it. Yeah, it does. Yeah, because this man would not have accepted this behavior. Well, you wanted to prove it from me, bro. Yeah. Like, hey, that's your granddad. Yeah. Hey, Dad, I love you, man. Yeah. You know, and my dad ain't here, but. Even my my mom, she's like, I can't believe you said that. Yeah. And now she's like, this dude is just impacting. Yeah. Like, and let's get yeah. real. It's not me. 
No, right. It is God Almighty. Okay, however you want to call that. I'm not going to just. I'm not going to give no disclaimers. On I'm going to say it is God Almighty in your life and my life. Mm-hmm. And I always want to pay tribute to that. Mm-hmm. And if you don't think God is cool, man, you're missing out. Mm-hmm. God's the coolest being I ever met in my life. Mm-hmm. God was cool enough to let me try it my way mm-hmm. and still love me. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's unconditional for yeah. sure. Even enough to change. Someone that you love in a mirror, because that wasn't your grandpa. Yeah. That was God that changed him. Yeah. Say, hey, man, this is a new, this same message, new ball game. Yeah. Watch this. Yeah. You know, God can take right now, man. He people are praying for people right now. They're like, please save him, please save him on the fifteenth year. Please save him. And then one day, they're like, it ain't going to happen. And that ain't for you to determine. No, it's not. It's not for anybody to determine how it happens. No, no. When no. it happens, where it happens, and who it happens Your with. Your job is to continue to pray because mm-hmm. God can reach down and save somebody right now. And see, and, oh. and you know, you brought up a good point. You know, all these years, all these prayers that I've, I've said was to ask God for something. Yeah. And the whole time, God's, I felt like God was laughing at me, saying, dude, it's already done. Oh, yeah. It's already done. So why done. are you asking? You right. know, a guy, a guy told me in the penitentiary, he said, you trust God more than the pizza man? Tough deal sometimes. So you call, <laughs> you call the pizza man once. Yeah, yeah. You ask right. him for your pizza once, mm-hmm. and you got faith that, that he's going to bring that pizza. Right. You're not calling him again, asking for that. Hey, man, I know you have. You're not here yet, but uh, where's, you where's that pizza? Where you can come through on that? Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. And but yeah. you're but you're gonna ask God mm. over and over and over and over. Yes, I'm guilty. Yeah, you, me too. I'm, I'm convicted me too. right now on that one. I'm, I'm, a, I'm guilty. That's good. What am I gonna run, What am I gonna talk about if I don't do it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly yeah, that's right. Me. I'm always and, asking about the same stuff. But I said to him, uh, Steve yeah. Harvey does a deal about it, man. On his, one of his deals, famous deal about him asking God for this and that. You said, you have not because you ask not. Mm. And he said, but I made a deal with God that whenever someone would ask or whatever, I would tell them the truth that this is God. Mm-hmm. This is who did this. And mm-hmm. it ain't Jason. Mm-hmm. It ain't Brian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and that's my gig, man. Yeah. And if you're not cool with that, hey, man. I get it. Yeah. I'm not going to persuade you. Right. Do, do it how you do it. Get I'm it gonna, how you get it. Yeah. I'm going to swing the hammer yeah. and I'm going to talk about some tough stuff and some stuff that you yeah. don't agree with and probably stuff that could possibly get me in trouble and this and that. I'm going to live without fear mm-hmm. because your son, whoever you're watching this, wherever we're at in the camera, that person that you love is worth it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I like to see people win. Yeah. And I like to see everybody win. Yes. And, and better yet, when you're talking about mentorship – that, that what, you, what you were experiencing in your in your reentry, yeah. Strong, strong message here. Find someone that has something you want and talk to them about. Hey, can, how did you get what you want? Yeah. Have you, you know, those people getting around those collective people is the hardest thing in your recovery. Your beginning of your recovery is how do I get around people that are not using drugs? Mm-hmm. Because let's face it, the people not using drugs don't want to talk to you. Right. And that is a no man's land. Yeah. That is that is not permanent. Yeah. That is just a walk. Okay. And it may be a week, it may be ten months, we don't know, but you're gonna have to trudge it out. And like your grandfather looking at you and saying, Well, he's a degenerate, disgrace, and then you continue to walk. Yeah. 
That's what happens. Yeah. You win them over. On what I believe. Yeah. On I what stood you, strong yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, this is what yeah. I want to do. I'm sorry if it hurts your feelings. Yeah. But this ain't about you. Yeah. All right? You know, and if you yeah. want to be a part of it, great. If you don't, I understand. Yeah. Absolutely. Because I'm going to keep punching. Absolutely. And there's going to be people that are in your drug life. I'm done doing dope. And they're going to say this. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Why would you want to quit doing dope? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's insane to think that that actually happens, but it happens every, every day. Every and, get this, yeah. and it may be someone you love. Yeah. It may be someone you're married to. It may be your mom or dad. Yeah. Why would you want to quit doing dope? Yeah. That is a tough one. Why would I want to quit doing dope? Yeah. It took 30 years to answer that. Mm-hmm. 30 years. And you're getting it in an hour and a half or two hours, and we're not even touching it. Mm-hmm. But if you can say to them why you want to quit doing dope, because I'm ready to live. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. I'm ready to have life. Yeah. I'm ready to eat some pizzas. Yeah. That ain't out of a box. Yeah. Ready to see my kids. Yeah. Ready to work. Yeah. Gain. Here's the secret to life. I'm going to break it down to you. Two things. Two secrets. You must have purpose. Okay. I got to have purpose. And what makes us happy is one thing. Progress. Mm. That's it. If I've got purpose, I got a reason to get up. And if I'm always getting progress in what I'm trying to do, that I'm a happy son of a gun. Think about it in the dope trade. If you could always get progress. And so now in my life, I just concentrate on, hey, I've got to have purpose. Here we are. Thank you for allowing me to be here. Wonderful deal. Opportunity. Great deal. Look forward to everything. Progress. Am I impacting people's lives? Am I, is my life growing? You know, am I growing spiritually? It's a tough one, man. That's, that is the base bedrock of this whole thing, man. Is you got to, you ever done ayahuasca? No, I haven't. It's easy. It's an easy synthesis. Ain't hard to do. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> hello, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hang on to that one. If you got to go that route, I've done that too. Yeah. Um, never made the drinkable kind. The free base is, you know, free base and just, you just don't put no gas on it and you just evaporate it. And I smoked it in, uh, many times. And then one time I got, I was trying to get straight and I mixed it. This is talking about the parallel universes. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you about that. Spiritual molecule, dimethyltryptamine, crank. Freebase won't mix. Like, you know, people that shoot crack got to put yep. Kool Aid on it, citric acid, because it's a freebase. It's a mix of baking soda. Kool Aid, freebase, ayahuasca, dope. Draw it up. I swear to God, spent two hours trying to shoot up. This thing goes out of nowhere. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> Whop. I don't know where I went, but I do know this. When I woke up, I was butt naked on the lake house. I had two knives hanging on like this, screaming. <sighs> everything went black. You know, when you do ayahuasca, everything turns into colors. And But this was like the end of the movie. It's like, shh, and spirits and all this crazy crap. I didn't use for another year after that one. That was, that, was, that was the shot of the year. I took all my stuff, all my glassware, crushed it up, went on back to my mom's house, you know, where we always go, hey, mom, how you doing? Yeah. I'm your son. I'm better now. I'm better now. Yeah. yeah. I do better. Yeah, I do better. I promise. I promise. Yeah. Yeah, man. What you need done? What can I do for you? 
could you imagine the greatest fear? Do you have children? Yeah. Okay. So you know this. I mean, I, I do, but I haven't. Yeah, it's a, that's a touchy well, subject. Well, fair but, enough. Yeah. Okay. But here's the, 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 the worst analogy for the clean addict. Is it, are my kids going to do what I did to, to my parents, to me? Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Some of them are. And then you get to realize, especially if you get around recoveries and you start developing, as you grow, you develop these friendships and people that, hey, that we're doing the same deal and they're all doing good. And I was holding a guy today, man, in church. He wished me, he said, my grandson's back on that stuff. Would you pray for him? Tears come out of his eye. I used to be that dude. Yeah. My mom and dad would sit around and cry. Call pastors, talk to their friends. And then eventually it happened so long, people thought it was a joke. They'd see my mom in a grocery store, they'd pop off. How's Jason? You know how now, he's in prison. Yeah. Man. And so it's a tough gig. Yeah. Because it's it's almost, I don't know how much science plays into addiction. Some of it I agree with it, some of it I don't. But I do know this. It seems to be hereditary. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like, you know, not in your case. Yeah, not, yeah, in, my, you're, you're, yeah. not in my case neither. But yeah. on the outer realms, when you take the cousins, yeah. decimated them. Yeah. Suicide, uh, herpes, you know, whatever, you know. And uh, and that's a great yeah, thing about. Yeah, mental health for sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. great thing about uh, promiscuous uh, intravenous drug sex. You get to catch all the STDs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more than you think. Yeah, yeah. is yeah. that yogurt? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, just like it comes out of that squeeze deal. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Here's a here's a painful shot. Yeah, well, that's what Doctor said. He said that's a clap. I said really. I've been abstinent for all. I don't even abstain from sex. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good Lord, man. Yeah, Thank man. You. That's a tough deal, man. All that stuff you read about and they program you in the school environment and you grow up. I mean, I don't remember being. I remember the kindergarten scene. I remember, uh, you know, the, the UFOs they made in school with the potatoes and the cheese stick. But I don't remember me standing up and saying for career day, I want to be an ex-con junkie. I don't remember that. Yeah. I remember cops and fire yeah, band and Superman. Yeah. yeah, but don't remember anybody in the collective crew saying I want to commit suicide. Yeah. Right? Um it's something happens, and it's based on a lot of piss poor decisions and choices, and uh, and interest and curiosity. It's not all malignant, but the problem is, is what you're dealing with. Uh, it, it's too powerful. You know, it's too powerful. It's a spiritual thing. It is. It is, and you can't. It's. Just like you can't explain that higher power, you can't explain that other power. I don't think you can either. But it's a power. Yeah. You know it's there. It's it's a it you know is something there. that's going to eat you alive. You know it's you know? there. Yeah. Yeah. I wish it was a you know, if there was one shot what's the adage of recovery? If I you know, if I had this pill, I could take it, give it to you, get clean, but I would take it first, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's a serious desperation deal. That's like a, if I had one pill to get you straight, I would eat it. 
I'd rather give it to you. Yeah. 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 That's pretty selfish shit, yo. And that's the truth, man, because um, you'll see people, uh, it's just a bad deal, man. Yeah. It's a bad deal, especially in today's age, man, where it's so free-flowing, it's so powerful. You see yeah. people that are good people, man. And let's get real. We don't hate the people. People didn't hate me. They hate what I did. Right. Truth. All right. I mean, Facts. and so we got to yeah. get the connective, that, get back to the bargain. Hey, I don't hate you. I hate what you were doing. Okay. And we got to get tough on some things and we got to get loose on some others. And we got to prospectively look at the political geoscience of what is going on in this country and the southern border. You know, I sent you that. Yeah, that, it's, it's gruesome. It's gruesome, okay? Yeah. And that is what I am supporting when I get high. Let's take away all the American, but let's just think about it, that there's someone that is producing the dope, and, then I'm, and I'm using it. So I got a direct line. And what these people over here are doing to each other looks like a it is the worst horror movie. Oh, it's awful. It's, it's terrible. It's, it's awful. You know, cutting your arms, legs off, shoot people in the head, beheading them. What are the, you know, it's, yeah, it's gruesome. Gruesome it's, stuff. It's disgusting. And so, what I'm supporting when I spend my money for that dope is I'm supporting that. Just yeah. like some of these people support terrorists. Yeah. Okay. I'm just as guilty. And it's it's fucking terrorism. It's a war. It's a chemical warfare going on right now. Uh, in our back, in in our at our neighbor's house, right? It, it's all over us. Dude, I, I pulled up a yard. I seen dude. I was in recovery, dealing yeah. jail with. Seen him, passed him. You yeah. know, and, and they know I'm clean. Yeah, you know how I know he ain't clean because he ain't talking to you. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I get yeah. seen him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really did want to touch on that too because. Mm-hmm. You know, we romanticize that lifestyle. Yes. We're like, you know, and 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 there I'm not disrespecting anybody out there. Mm-hmm. There are some gangsters. There are some tough, tough people. There, you know, there's some hard asses all out South there. Border, yeah. yeah. I mean, but see? it's a totally different level over yeah. there. Yeah, when you're a- when you see that, you know, with that list that you sent me, uh, yeah, I I was curious. They yeah. can't watch it. I was curious. I'm looking at it, and I'm like, that shit can't be real. And I clicked on one of them, and I saw what was happening over there, and it fucked my whole day up. Mm. I was like, God damn it, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't even know you, man. We, this is our first conversation. Yeah. You sent me this shit and fucked my whole day up. Mm. But it was like, dude, it was. It made me realize that the, it's real. It's real. And, 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 you know, we're not glamorizing that. Mm-mm. But we're supporting it, like you said. Yes. We're paying for that to keep happening. Because what would happen if everybody stopped buying it? They'd stop, they'd stop doing that. They'd stop killing each other, torturing they each other. Find, and, they'd go get real jobs. Yeah, they'll go figure yeah. something else out. Most of them had real jobs. Yeah. Most of them, this is the funny thing about it, most of them were trained military or police officers from that part of the world that were lucratively brought into that trade. Okay, if there's a book called El Narco, you can read it. The place, the spot we're talking about is called Blago de Narco. Okay, which is you can't post on Facebook; they'll they'll go crazy. If you want to see the reality of that, and it is very gruesome. It is sad. It is hard to believe that humans could treat humans that way. Yeah. And I was just as hard as you. It wrecked me. I'm not yeah. into that, man. I don't yeah. watch horror movies. I mean, I was a bad, tough guy, cruel at times, but I always had a big heart. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, and watching people get their limbs cut off of them while they're alive, uh, 
not because of, of uh, hey, I raped your kid, not because I, I killed your brother, but right. the simple fact that you were selling dope in the wrong territory. Yeah. That I'm buying. Yeah. Money. Money for money. Yeah. You know, what? Here's the question that most people ask. What will you do? The most important question that me and you can ask of ourselves and individuals is what I won't do. Mm-hmm. I won't steal. Mm-hmm. I won't cut your throat. I won't commit adultery. Those are the things that are important. And in that ball game, there's none of that. No, there's none of that. None of that exists. No, there's no. There's no limit. And there's not even a, a pause. Uh, let me think about it. No. it it's a okay. You're done. Like, <laughs> I mean, it, and it's like, wait, what, what? It doesn't seem real. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. That people could, you know, everyone was up in arms about um, the Jihad Johnny. Remember him? Yeah. The, the the British guy that got on TV and beheaded our American brother on TV. Yeah. We thought that was something. Yeah. That is a cakewalk, bro. Yeah. They compete over there to make these movies. That's how these these cartels, they're competing to make the ultimate snuff film and who makes the most of them. And then they pawn them off into these agencies to upload. Yeah. All right. That is what they're doing. Yeah. And they can, and it's all corrupt and it's all fueled because of the dope. So the, the, the go <laughs> probably make some hit list, but I don't care, man. God, I love you. Protect me. And so the gross domestic product of Mexico is a trillion dollars. That cartel family, those cartels, drugs, buy half that. Okay. So that's what's fueling it. And the biggest consumer is the United States, our American children. Mm-hmm. And get this, now it's moved into a deeper, darker evil, and that is trafficking of children. Yeah. And so as a guy that has played all these things, and let's get real. Kill the chomos, whatever, process of butcher, I get it. But in reality, I have played a role in all that because I supported that. And that's mm-hmm. what those people are about. And until you realize that, mm-hmm. that it's a much deeper level. It's, you know, it's deep. It is entwined. It is terrible that we're all, you know, if you, if you could Put it all in a corner baggie. Like you put all the little dead body yeah. parts and the children missing and your homeboys that died. Hold that bag up and get see them. Yeah. You wouldn't do it. No. But that's that's what they, that's what it is. Yeah. Every little crumb. Every little crumb. Yeah. 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 And it's – I really wish people could understand that that's the, the reality of it. That's the reality, bro. This, it's a tough And then reality. the other reality is – in that addiction, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're just like them. Yeah. Oh, it's not happening to me. You just <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? I didn't get cut up in shakes <laughs> all today. What <laughs> wasn't me. What right. me. Right. And, and that's what's wrong with America. I yeah. always, as American people, we're blue collar, which is getting erased. We're working class, which is getting erased. We're big on our own privacy and tolerance. Hey, you do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Here's my little piece of property. Yeah. As long as you do it over there and don't don't bother me, I'm cool with it. I respect that. That is the worst thing that can happen today. Right? Because used to, 20, 30 years ago, someone had a drug problem, three or four people go over and knock on the door. Hey man, let's talk about it. Yeah. 
But we become so busy, yeah. so so whatever we got consumed, going on, consumed that we don't do it. And so long yeah. as you don't do it, and here's what happens: it's like weeds. You know, you didn't cut them, you didn't spray them, man. They're kind of getting high. Next thing you know, you can't even see over them. And then you don't care because you don't have to look over there no more. Yeah, out of, right? out of sight, out of mind. Huh? Yeah, right. And so, it's yeah. so, it's a tough deal. Yeah, yeah. They ought to publish some videos. Yeah, uh, oh, it'd be. It's too disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's too. But it's real. It's real. Yeah, it's real. It, and, it's real. and it's not even like segmented like once a month. It's daily, bro. Yeah, it's daily. Oh it's yeah, there, there was a list of. I mean, it just went on and on. And the and kidnappings on. and the, yeah. and the, and the, and, the, and now you, I mean, and so in, in like and so here's the deal about the book. Uh, uh, there, it's a joke. It's a fucking joke. You just get a backpack and run across the border. They called it. They called it the Mexican trampoline. Is what they call it. That's the name for it. And here I am as a kid in Brownsville. Years ago, my dad worked for Carbide. I'm down there. We grew up uh, going to Metamores, making friends. You could walk across the border, come across, shop, have a good time. Yeah. In '84, we're in Guadalajara. As my dad's going to, he's read this book on Mexico. You can move down there. Live at this place. It was a place. It was called a Ahihi on Lake Chapala, which is a big deal in the Sinaloa Valley in Guadalajara. We go down there. We're going to move down there. The Mexican football team, soccer teams at the resort. I got pictures of them. My sister. When we was down there, that is the year that Silvia Falcon killed Cameron Enrique, that the DE agent killed him there. We were down there, right? And so I'm like going back and reading that book. Yeah, you know, I sent you. I think I sent you a picture. Yeah. Of, uh, going back, and I'm like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I would. They, my parents were so. This is kind of my parents were like so. They're so naive. Great parents, wonderful parents, great parents. God bless me, man. I like go with a cab driver. You're gonna go to taekwondo, and he had a bale of marijuana. First time I seen marijuana, he was in his cab with a newspaper wrapped around. It's like, I think it's weed. He said, like, "Yeah, it's weed." <laughs> Wow. We, we went to condo practice whole time. The cartels warring, they're killing this FBI agent, uh, and uh, it's crazy stuff, man. Yeah, and, and it just progressed and progressed and progressed. And what we have as Americans, man, we got to get over our egos. You know, children used to die in war in 1949, Now we got families that have. Somebody, every family has a guy, a family member that's been to prison. Everyone's got a drug yeah. addict. You know, yeah. and we're, we're going to shut or know them. somebody. Yeah. Or, I mean, it's not it's not hidden. It's not right. taboo anymore. You know what I'm saying? And but I do want to talk about the light of of what's happening with addiction mm. in in our our Thank lives God. today. <laughs> yeah, because that shit was dark, dog. <laughs> that shit was dark. Let's change the vibe here for a minute. Uh, you know we've got we've got addicts ex ex addicts and ex dealers like our, our man Jelly Roll going in front right. of Congress right. and speaking on this shit and right. making it known. Begging, we've got recovery, begging, yeah, begging, yeah, begging, absolutely, yeah. We've got recovery coming, making a comeback, mm. and it looks cool now. Yes, you know it, people people in recovery like you, like me, and like other people I've had on the show, and all these other channels out there. We make this shit look attractive, right? 
Because it is. It is. It it's is. the way to live. And, and we're so dedicated because this is our purpose. This mm-hmm. is my fucking purpose now right. is to make this shit look good, mm-hmm. to be an example in my community and in, in the world, hopefully. You know, I've, I had people reach out to me from all over the United States right. saying, man, I really appreciate you doing this content. Makes your heart this, smile this, down. It, makes you, it, it reminds me that what I'm doing isn't pointless. I'm not just sitting in the basement of my house with a with a studio and and feeding my ego anymore. Like the message is getting out there and people are getting something from this and they're looking forward to the next piece of content that I post. Even even though that, you know, a lot of these days, like I went through this shit the last couple of weeks is like, man, I'm not even growing on social media anymore. And and I've got views. I've got thousands and millions of views and and more followers than I had before. You know what I'm saying? But I'm like, I'm not growing as fast as I am because it's that addict mentality in me. Now I'm addicted to the popularity instead of reminding myself this is my true motive. And this is what I'm putting it out there for. It's a tough one, man. It's so hard, man. That's a tough. And we and you got all these people that talk like they don't look at the numbers. Yeah. Listen, I don't. Even oh, look. dude, I wake up in the morning, yeah. and the first thing I do is like, right. how'd, that, how'd that video do last night? <laughs> right, right. And I, so I mean, I mean, everyone's doing yeah. it. You want to be good, and you get that you get that piece of someone's life that's impacted by something that you've done, and then you find what you were looking for in other ways mm-hmm. through helping others. Yeah. Right. And so the the recovery path of of making it look cool, man. You know what looks cool? Having a house, mm-hmm. having something to drive, pictures of your yeah. family. Yeah. You know, uh, and what's cooler than that is being trusted. Yes. Being reliable. Yes. yes. And so we're at the brink where I think that yeah, you're seeing a lot of good recovery. I think what 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 makes it set on fire is felon restoration. Mm-hmm. And so we got to have the conversation about what is it worth for somebody to get clean. Yeah. And we've got to start thinking that, okay, when you squash your sentence, you squash that part of your life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think that's the last key that sets everything apart. Because I know for me, I know that I have to have a pardon. And for a long time, I I just, oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. get people being on me all the time because I talk about gun rights and all this, and I can't have a gun, but that doesn't mean I can't support it. Right. You know, people are like, what can't, you know, you can't even own a gun. Well, who gives a damn? I'm, yeah. I'm still, I'm still yeah. fucking American. Your voice matters. Yeah. yeah I'm American. And I, you know, yeah. and in four years, I'm going to be off this parole because I'm still on parole. Yeah. And then what? I should have all my rights back. Yeah. And there's a lot of people, I don't know, 26 million. Yeah. Right now that are in that same shoes. Oh, you get expunged. Yeah. No, you can't, bro. You can't just go up there and make some paperwork. And, and no, it, it, it is not it, that it, easy. It, it, ain't, it ain't that way. Unless you're a first-time offender. Yeah. Okay, you're a first-time offender. There's, yeah. Look, but let's get real. There's how many? There's not. Who gets recovery it, the first time? Yeah, not me. <laughs> not me, shit. <laughs> not yeah. me. So we got to have a conversation about what is it that really puts it in overdrive. And I think it is that we've got to get to the point where we 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 get this felon thing and we dissect it and we get back to the truth that people deserve a fair second, third chance. Mm-hmm. Right? And give them something to shoot for. Mm-hmm. And even Jellero, I think he's in the same. I think he's got a class by felony like yeah. I do. He's got to have a pardon. Yeah. I mean, and uh, you know, you're talking about a guy that has impacted lives and done this and and Yeah, and, and that man deserves a pardon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's I mean, yeah. I mean, he's he is pre- 
his tax bill deserves a pardon. Yeah. Right? And so, uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah. he's got it going on. Yeah. And but yet you're telling me that he hasn't done enough. Right. Which is sad. It's sad. It and, is so sad. And so there's a there's a there's 26 million jelly rolls. It's bro. like what what do we, what what do we have to do to prove ourselves? Because you know it, I get a lot of hateful comments too. Is is you know like. I got a comment the other day. Once a thief, always a thief. Not true. There's, you know, what about all those people you harmed, and what, what about all that damage that you caused in Tons. your life? All of it. <laughs> all of it. Everybody that I t- that it was in part of my life, I caused damage on yeah. their life. Yeah. And and there, you know, there is no going back and taking that away. Mm-mm. The only thing that we can do is not ever do that shit again. Well, we're, we can prove our actions and and be be a better person every day and never harm those people again. That's what we can do. Never go back and take from those people right. what we've taken. We can't give what we've taken back because it's gone. Yeah. That we can't get that time back. We can't we can't make we can't do that. But what we can do is continue to create better lives and energy around ourselves and for the people that are included in that. And everybody else that we that was in that addiction with us and that was causing harm with us, if they're still doing that, let them do it. Yeah, that we can't do. We can't change them. Can't. We can't change nobody. All we can do is change ourselves and continue to push forward and make lives better that we come in contact with. The, the, the adage that I'm not asking you to forget what I've done. No, I'm just asking you to forgive me. Yeah, that's it. And I'm not yeah. asking you to give it to me free. Yeah, I, I'll pay my debt. Okay? Yeah. But at some time, there's got to be a, re- a agreement that hey, you don't have to sign the checkbox. You can have a gun. You can you can vote. You can do all these things. You can have an alcohol license. You can become a nurse. You can. Yeah. It's more. It's not just guns. Guns are the 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 the, the demographic social point that, that causes all this rhetoric. Yeah. That is not even least of it. You can't yeah. even be a professional if you yeah. got a felon, right? And so. What are we saying? We're talking about we want a better society. We want people to improve, but we don't want to give them the tools to do it. Yeah. And that is hypocritical. Yeah. And, that, and that's what holds that stigma over yeah. us. Yeah. And then that, that's my aim of this whole this whole project, this, the Dirtbag Chronicles, is to break that stigma down yeah. and, and say, that, you know what, that stigma that you're, you're putting on us, it, it's no good no more well, because I've turned my life around. Because and, it's your child. Yeah. It's your grandchild. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's get real. It ain't just the kids across the block no more. Mm-hmm. It's everybody. It's everybody. And yeah. what it is creating is creating a large populace of people that are without rights, that can't vote, that are paying taxes, right, that are less than society. Mm-hmm. And that's not good for the nation. Yeah. That's not patriotic. Yeah. No, that's not, not building America. Right. right? You know, uh, we all like to talk about being maybe we all like to bring the Christian faith up, right? Uh, forget, and then we all like to read Paul, but we forget he was Saul. Yeah, right. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. He, and he gets up and tells me, "Hey, I used to cut you in pieces." He was a Mexican guy, but I can't. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he was a I was, the, I was there. I was the one that ordered Stephen to be stoned to death. And Stephen said, forgive them for what they don't know. Just like Christ did. He was like, Lord, I was there. And yet we read Paul's words today and we quote them and take them. All right. 
Everybody deserves that opportunity to rewrite their mistakes and influence mankind for the better, just like Paul did. And we got to come to that conclusion. Hmm. That's a, I needed to hear that. Mm -hmm. I I needed to be reminded of that Paul story Mm -hmm. because that's what, that's who I am. You know what I'm saying? I I was Saul and now I'm Paul and I have changed that and I have asked for forgiveness and I have, and it's not that I have, it's that I continue to make my amends. I continue to put the energy and the effort into the relationships that I've broken with other people and myself and continue to be honest and and be consistent with those amends every day. And people will say this, this one that gets me, bro, that's in your past. True. Mm-hmm. But it's what made me today. Yeah, absolutely. And if I can't talk about the past and all that, then I'm not who I am today. Absolutely. And so, yeah, you might be- It had to happen. It had to happen. It happened, like we said earlier, it didn't happen to me, it happened for me. And my past happens to be the most important piece of my puzzle because without that, I would not be where I'm at today. And yeah, we talk about it, we relive it, we share it, all that. Yeah, but I live on the outside of that, right? Mm-hmm. See, I think that's what is important to realize that, that there is an amount of courage that comes into this microphone. That there's not everybody that can do this. Right. They're not going to do it. They're not going to make themselves look stupid. Okay. Be vulnerable. Like vulnerable. Yeah. Getting it called names. Get yeah. attacked by anonymous people. Trolls and everything. They're willing to face all that to get up here and say, hey, this is me. Yeah. Right? But this is what I'm com- coming to and where I'm going to and coming out of. And this is how I'm doing that. It's so service. Right? The big circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I was I was that dude. I kicked the dude when he was down a hundred times. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm picking him up. Yeah. And I would never, you would never understand the power of that if I didn't tell you I I used to kick people down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the most powerful part of it. Yeah. 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 Because the miracle is that process of coming from Saul to Paul. Right. The miracle is seeing that the transition and the transformation is what is can happen that is that is that alchemy in our lives that that God does it is like okay well here's the darkness now here's the light here's, here's the, the hate here's the love here's here's the key to our this morning Paul writes to the Philippians he says man if I could give my life my salvation so that all of Israel could be saved I'd do it and if Jason Davis could say, hey, man, I'm going to heaven, but the rest of the world would never know drugs. Sign me up. Right. That's a yeah. big statement. Yeah. But that's a true statement. Yeah. Because I've lived my life, bro. Yeah. And I'm not on no death kick or not like that, and I ain't no safe right. or not like that. <laughs> but I know, man, if I could remove that much pain from this world. Yeah. I'd do it. It did in a heartbeat. Yeah. Because that way there is no more, you know, when babies put their hands on that glass, yeah. I guess, yeah, there's some that will never touch their father's hands, right? And that will be their image, and that would stop a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There would be no more. There would be no more sending your daughter to therapy because she got fucked by sixteen guys because she got high. Yeah, 
and she don't feel like she's worthy, and then she can't ever be with a man because she feels like she's a piece of meat, and that's how they adore her. Let me know more of that. Yeah, I think that, you know, that you saying that is if I had, you know, how they asked the cliche thing, if a genie came to you with three wishes, huh? Yeah. That'd be one wish. <laughs> That'd be one wish. Yeah. Yeah. Take it away now. Take it away. <laughs> I wish for the disease of addiction mm. to be gone. Take it away right now. Boom. All right. World's better shit. Mm. We found we found about 70% of peace. Right. Yeah, we find something else. Yeah. yeah, me, yeah, me, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. I don't know yeah. what I don't know what it'd be. I mean, because it, 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 I don't know what it'd be, but I don't. It, it's just the story of creation and, and that. But it seems like we're losing the battle. Yeah. I mean, I'd be. I'm being positive. I, I love what I do, and I think we got to. I think we're getting a, we're making a lot of headway and all that, but. It has to get real bad before it gets real good. That is the gospel, bro. That is the gospel. (laughs) And I'm staying focused on that that statement right there. It has to get real bad before it gets real good. That is the gospel. And it's real fucking bad right now. And Uh, and parents have got – there is a book. This is a great tool for you, me, for everybody. If you've not read Codependent No More, that is a great book. Because a lot of people don't know what to do, and people are too proud to go to Al-Anon. My yeah. mom's too proud to go to Al-Anon. She goes, I'll go to AA meetings. Yeah. <laughs> she goes, yeah. she's an alcoholic. Yeah. You know? And I get going to AA meetings. There's time when I when I, when I I really needed it, and it served me, and it good, and I will go back and visit them. I'll have a problem with that. But but I'm not an alcoholic, and I'm not an addict no more. Yeah. I'm an ex-addict. Right? Yeah. And I kind of got to hang up. I don't, I'm, I'm cool with going and admitting and saying and going to the— you know, whatever I got to yeah. do. Yeah. But that's not who I am no more. Yeah. No, I dealt with that too. I dealt with that when uh, I went into a uh, 12-step program is that I had a problem. I, I talked to my sponsor too about it. I was like, bro, I have a big problem is identifying as an addict mm. because that's claiming who I am. And right. I'm not that. I'm more than that. Mm. And, I, and he he told me, what he told me was, you're just sinking into it way too deep. Possibly. Yeah, but I, I'm not because that's who I'm claiming my words. You know, when here we go back to that speaking, in there, speaking listen, shit into existence. It's the gospel, bro. I mean, in, in the in the, you know, if we're going to talk about the the Christian religion yeah. in the book of the Bible, the word, the the world, <laughs> and it was created because he said so. So in the beginning, right. there was the word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like okay, so you're telling me that I create. Everything by speaking it, by using it, which is vibration. But I'm speaking that, and that's what I'm claiming, and that's what I'm starting to believe is that I am an addict. Okay. I agree. I agree. I'm, I'm, Alex Hormozzi goes over it. There's, there's way more to that, and we're not going to, we don't have enough time to get into yeah. that. But, uh, but you'd have everybody on hotline calling you and tell you're crazy. Oh, yeah. Probably death threats. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a very debatable there's, conversation. Listen, the, the crowd, the, just because they're recovered does not mean they're not lunatics and crazy because <laughs> it's like, you want to argue? Suboxone ain't a drug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Do what? Matt, what? <laughs> <laughs> Matt's not. Matt, Matt isn't real recovery. Yeah. Oh my god! But I don't mean that. You, know, I, I, you get it? How you get it? Uh, I know. I live in Hot Springs. I live in Pine yeah. Bluff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 People death threats. Yeah. Right? yeah. I, I live in Mina. Come find me. 
yeah. man, this has been a great episode, bro. I really, really, uh, I'm so grateful you yeah, came. Yeah, it's nice I'm, to meet I'm, you, man. Be with yeah, you, man. God bless absolutely. you, man. Yes. Thank you so much. Best of wishes to you in this, man. I hope you, your endeavors are great, man, that you're, man, I hope you go all the way, bro. Yeah, man. You know, be, and, and, and it'd be awesome to see that, man. Blessings to you and the power of glory of God upon your heart, man, and your family, man. And the people listening to this, hey, just want you to know, man, I am for you. Yeah. You know, swing the hammer and punish these motherfuckers for these success. Yes, I will, man. I will. Thank you very much. God bless you. Thank you. Well, this wraps up our episode. I greatly appreciate all your support uh, on all of my social media uh, platforms, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Get it where you can get it. Um, And then if you want to do a shout out on your social media. You can find me, Jason, with a felony, uh, Google, TikTok. Facebook, Jason Scott Davis, Fluid English, Hot Springs, Arkansas. Big shout out to warriors2us.com. We fight suicide and veterans, and and we love our veterans. And God bless you and keep the faith, man. Thank you very much, man. Y'all have a great night.